0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on WrestlingObserver Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Alright, this is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio
1: Check it out guys, these guys know
0: what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night, thanks Hey folks, welcome to One Nation Radio I'm James Bode with me, i have Rich Lotto, what's going on man? Not much, man. Um, Wild weekend, a lot of different fronts. I guess the appropriate place to begin is um, Bill Russell, the death of Bill Russell at 88 years old. Yeah. I was taking a nap and I woke up and I get my phone and read it. Bill Russell has died at age 88. I'm like, I gasp immediately. And then I'm like, Wow! Like I just started thinking about Bill Russell and everything that he meant to the game of basketball, to what he meant as an athlete in the 1960s, the racism that he went through, um, the the breaking barriers that that the barriers that he broke, um, him represent him representing the country, him winning in college. Him and Wilt Chamberlain, I started thinking about. I was like, man, like his main like kind of rival died in like 1999. And he's been, you know, kind of hanging around since. And, you know, you just look at Bill Russell and he's just always there. And you never think Bill Russell is going to die, even though he's very old or he was very old. And I was sad. And we got at least like, you know, the Celtics got to the finals this year. And, um, you know, he was able to be on the home court. He gave out the trophy. He didn't give it to the Celtics, but uh, he he did get to, you know, appear out there. And it was just uh, I've been listening to a lot of stuff about uh, Bill Russell, about, you know, how great of a teammate he was. I started learning my Bill Russell history by books. Uh, when I was like in fourth grade. Like no one had told me about it. I just kinda stumbled upon it one day. I was like, hold on, what? The Celtics won like how many titles in a row? And then I just started devouring any book I could find on NBA history and, you know, just just everything he did. And it, I was like fascinated But I was like, but he doesn't like score that much or anything. And then they'd be like, oh, he had thirty rebounds and, you know, uh he's like a phenomenal athlete and a great defender. And um initiate breaks Yeah, um, the way he would defend and play defense and not block it out of bounds. Great outlet passer, different stuff like that. And, um, you know, you always, like, just hear about uh, some of the stuff that he did as far as, like, uh, running the basketball camps in Mississippi and really, like, you know, putting his neck out there for a lot of that stuff. And he was a legendary figure in the game that, he was just everyone's like you all. Everyone looks up to Bill Russell and um I they said he had a nice, like peaceful death. He was around family, like they didn't disclose how he died. Kind of fitting. Uh We didn't really know too much about Bill Russell uh, outside of the game, except like Bill Russell don't take no shit. Um, and I heard, you know, some some interesting stories. And just think about the dynamic of being a a black man in Boston, Massachusetts, which is. You know, it has a it has a terrible history of racism, but there's also like a strong black community in Boston as well that I don't think... A diverse think... community of black people in Boston, too. Yeah. Like the and, Caribbean and
1: influence there is heavy.
0: And, and it's been like that as pretty much long as like the cities existed and... The cool thing that I heard about Bill Russell was he like ingratiated himself to that you know that populace and like uh, of course we we know about you know some of the terrible stuff that he went through like they were shitting on his bed and you know the, yeah break, after in the his b- house. house breaking yeah yeah um, they were doing a lot of stuff and Russell famously used to say I played for the Celtics I didn't play for Boston
1: all the way around he saw it as oh no oh yeah you're right you're right you're right I'm sorry you're right you're
0: right he played but, for the
1: Celtics he didn't play for Boston you're right.
0: Yeah, and he told, famously
1: know, told that to Kyrie Irving.
0: Yeah, and it's like the 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 decades of like mentoring different NBA players. You know, I don't like I look at Bill Russell and, it, and it's just like you know that's the ultimate winner. Uh, when when I think about if there was a player like Bill Russell now, right, and they won the title eleven out of thirteen times, he was this. Defensive force and uh, just you know, it's it's like double Tim Duncan's career, like <laughs> like and more. So it, it's it's quite crazy. Um, but uh, what are what are your uh, like thoughts on Bill Russell? He's somebody that, uh, when you're
1: a person like me that is very much into like you know making sense out of things from your opinion and then like be being willing to reconsider things uh, based off of uh, numbers you see. Because I believe that like everybody has their biases or whatever else in like, if something is telling you, if, if something is correlated to greatness or something is correlated towards winning and like something's out of whack with whatever you see, it might be time, to, it might be worth reconsidering whatever you, you know, whatever you're seeing, right? Uh, so like I would look and see like, like these Bill Russell's rebounding numbers, or the Wolf Chamberlain rebounding numbers. I'm like, what is this? I don't understand, right? The Nate Thurman rebound numbers, as well, like what? Huh? How does this make any sense? Uh, not knowing what the game, that how the game was played, and it was just you know breakneck and just throwing slop up at the rim, um, and everybody shooting you know in the 30s and 40s percentile and in, in in um or in percentages, And mm-hmm. like. So when I would see like the Wilt Chamberlain stats and then in comparison to the Bill Russell stats and then would see like um, what you would see as far as wins and losses versus, you know, the scoring ability and, and everything else. And then hearing people's accounts of both, I'd always think, oh, these people are like too, too far um, in for inside to see the actual trees and. Um, and you know that's stuff like that kind of happens still to this day I, I i remember in bill simmons book of basketball that we both you know have read over a few times like chuck close wrote the will chamberlain part and after like i think an earlier chapter in the book where like bill like bill simmons will annoyingly try to convince you or or or, or have this argument bag that, that bill russell was a better basketball player than will chamberlain um and, and then by citing like stuff like, oh, well, one person stood up for players, for the players you know, the other one didn't. It was like, well, I thought we were talking about basketball, but whatever. Um, Chuck Closeman wrote the piece for Will Chamberlain because, you know, Bill Simmons was too disgusted with Will Chamberlain to, to write up about him, apparently. And like the, the, I think the, the, kind of like the dismount on that pair, on that, um, part from, Chuck uh, Kl- Closeman or Chuck Closeman was like, Will Chamberlain could have been anything. Um, and Bill Russell almost certainly could not have. Like, he could have been Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, or Bill Russell could never have been Will Chamberlain on the basketball court. And while that is true, um, over the years, because of things that don't involve what their playing days were, um, you you just hear all the the glowing respect that everybody every contemporary from the 60s um and like the later grace from the from the, from the generations after half for bill russell and hearing stories about like how you know in the 84 finals magic johnson dribbles the clock out and then he's just basically like fucking inconsolable inconsol- inconsolable for you know, for, for days at a time. And, you know, Isaiah Thomas is like with him and he's like, he was, he was, a, he was in a bad shape. And then, you know, all of a sudden, uh, he gets a phone call, uh, and cookie says you need to take it. And, and then Magic like, I, I, I just can't. And then cookie says it's, it's, Bill Russell. And Bill Russell says like, Hey man, like that shit's going to happen on the basketball court. You got to shake this shit off and not let this haunt you. And like, you hear all these sorts of stories, About Bill Russell doing this for guys younger than him, like you also hear about like the Kareem relationship too, and it's like, and then when they both go to that meeting with Jim Brown and you know, um, and everything, it's like he was there and helped so many people in the generation after him and gave them words of encouragement and things to try to, you know, find an edge or make peace. Like I think probably, uh, for me, my favorite Bill Russell moment. Aside from any time he laughed, because he had like a, the most infectious, funniest fucking laugh ever. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just as big a fine. Like it's it's what you imagine would be like if you were going to make a black family movie, and you wanted to have a funny ass granddad who had a laugh that made every that made the whole entire uh, theater like slap their knee that's what bill Ru- russell's laugh sounded. laughs like, like, like you you type in bill russell laughing into your into your your phone your computer your laptop desktop whatever it and, and find something on youtube or whatever videos you can find it and play it and all you need is like three seconds you'll know exactly what the hell i'm talking about uh but um i remember him like once um once KG became a Celtic, they did this sit down interview where like, they're just sitting there, two legends sitting there talking. Um, and at this point, KG's 31, 31. Yeah. Yeah. 31, you know, only really had a, only really ever had one good team, um, made one conference finals, one MVP. was probably better than his MVP year, the year before, but he was on an awful team. Um, and like, he's he's talking about like bill russell explaining to him like you know it's that it's, it's more like they're both kind of i don't know if it's filling each other out because they've made each they're all stars ceremonies on and stuff so they know each other they have a rapport but it's more like i want to kind of it's kind of like cagey like you know and Cagey has this big agarious fuck i'll ask you, you and say anything to you type of uh attitude but also realizing like i can't i also respect my elders it's really weird mm-hmm. with him like but he's also like but he's also like I want to ask him some stuff, but I don't know if I should ask him, but Bill Russell just like, ask away. But it, but you kind of see like the, 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 the veil drop drop over time over this edited interview or whatever else. But, um, Bill Russell was just like, it was more like he was going to ask him like, how should I lead this team when there's another star? Like I'm, I'm cutting the shit and kind of getting to the point of what KG was asking. Like, how do I, you know, entertain Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and, and even the younger guys like a perk in a, in a, you know, Tony, um, Allen in a Rondo. Um, now that I'm on this team that I, I've only known how to, how to like lead people where like I'm clearly the best player as opposed to like, you know, in certain situations, it might be better for Ray Allen to take the last shot or Paul Pierce if he needs to get a bucket or whatever else, like that sort of thing. Like he's trying to figure out like in his mind, like, cause you know, KG was never really a selfish guy. You kind of got to make him at times say go out there and go get buckets if need be. Like, but, so it's kind of like him and Bill Russell put together kind of makes sense because like Bill Russell made a, made a whole career out of not being a, being a sable tetter or a sable tetter, a table setter, as opposed to someone that you just got to, you know, um, go out there and go get 35 or whatever else. So, um, he was talking about like, you know, you'll feel it, you'll feel it at the the time comes time. You'll need to, you know, put the hammer down all this stuff. And he talked about how like he always admired him over KG over his whole career and all this kind of stuff. And, he said, like, you know, if you do the right things, whatever else, the, t- the titles will come. One title came, but, you know, bad luck. Um, and and then at the end of it, and then, like, the, the end of it part of it is like, it's kind of like, he's like, you know, I watch you for, you know, I watch you, you know, giving give me giving all this responsibility to carry a franchise and franchise, not necessarily do right with you via management, like the Joe Smith stupid thing. Um, and he was like, you know, I feel like you've always walked the right path. And like, if, even if y'all don't, you know, succeed or make it or whatever else, he was like, he, he isn't saying, like, I will give you one of my rings because you, you, you have earned this even though you haven't gotten it yet. You have done everything. And I'm just sitting there like, wow, that's, that's high praise, right? That's high praise from, yeah. um, you know, and you know, KG's one of them dudes like, I like Iverson left it on the floor. You ain't, there ain't never been no time where KG didn't give you, your, give give you everything he ever had. So like, for me, like I was in my feels. like how much I love hearing that. Cause KG is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. And, uh, and then like the dismount was, I forgot what the dismount was, but he ended it and he gave that fucking laugh and he was like, but you ain't got to worry about that cause, cause, you know, cause y'all gonna win. So I ain't gonna get, I ain't gonna have to give you one of my rings. He started busting out laughing at Cage. He's like, he see how, I do, you see how this motherfucker is? Like, he, he gave that look at the camera. Like, you see how he is? He'll give you some real, some real game and then he'll, he always jo- laugh it off and And, and like, that was like the big Gary's, like, huge laugh and smile and, and everything. And like, seeing him over these years or whatever. So I remember you were, uh, you know, we were talking about the seventy five team, and I was like, "Yeah, man! Like they got to they got to do with seventy five teams. We don't know how much how many more of these we got with Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Like, any chance you get to squeeze out getting appearance with Bill Russell for the history of the game or the history of like him to drop whatever knowledge or you know insight to have a a actual civil rights." <laughs> <laughs> like like a leader in the movement yes. and icon be, you know, I don't say leader but icon like be there for the guys, like that's a big deal. So, you know, I, I you know, I'm glad that, you know, all these people have all these moments, you know, uh the moments that he's had with Kobe, the moments he's had with, you know, people like Jerry West or Shaq or like I remember I think it was in the last year or two, you know, um in the last few years he started walking with a cane and mm-hmm. um they, you know and I believe it was the Obama administration that gave him the um you know Congressional Mellow of Freedom and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, to further to actually document how much of an American hero this dude actually was. Um, and like, I I think in the last couple of years he he did one last appearance at some award show or some maybe it was the MVP thing that they yeah did. Yeah. and he's like you know they had Shack up there, Matumbo and Kareem up there, and like he you know he's it's his time to talk to the mic and he looks off to the side and he points them all out. It's like five you know all time great centers. And he points them all five, you know, one by one, one five. And he, he hit off camera. Like, he's trying to be funny because he knows the mic can pick it up. But he's like, he goes and he whispers. He puts a hand over his face. He goes like this. I'll kick all y'all asses. Like, this shit was, like, <laughs> Bill Russell was fucking hilarious. And he, and he knew he was hilarious. He realized he was, like, the funny granddad. He did at the end or whatever. I was like, it's, yep. and, I, and I can't give you much on his playing career at the time. Because, obviously, that was the 60s. I was born in 87. But, like, all the stuff you hear about him going through all the, all my contemporary legends or all the people that I grew up watching over the years, all have nothing but glowing things to say about this guy and the guidance they've given him and the guidance he's given to other people in the league and everything. And like, I love him for that. Cause I, we both love basketball. Like this dude was an all time great ambassador for the sport. So yeah. Um, I was yeah. really sad to hear the news about what, uh, about, um, his passing. And just like you, like, I never thought he was ever gonna go. I never really, yeah. I never really ever considered it. it you know, it's like it was, you know, kind of like in the Michael Jackson. He's like, I'm never really gonna think about the day that Michael Jackson dies. He's like, oh shit, he died. Yeah, like huh. God damn. Like I'm still, I still, I'm still processing. I don't even know. Like this is way totally different than the Kobe thing. Where like the Kobe thing happened, I'm just like, I need to be away from everything. I haven't watched any bit of any Kobe like tribute or homage thing because like it's just too emotional for me, right? Like it had me crying on fucking recorded audio about this sh- about the car- about the Kobe shit. The Bill Russell thing is like I'm still processing it, uh, and and it's strange to think of it in that way. It's like almost like Ali stuff. where was like wow, my Ali's dead,
0: right? Huh. Right. It's,
1: it's just really it's really <clears throat> strange to even think about.
0: <clears throat> if you guys want to pick up the essence of Bill Russell, it's my favorite moment of his of his youth um, pretty much it's after game seven of the 1969 nba finals um, plays the lakers or wilt can't doesn't go back in the game either quits on the sideline whoever you want to believe doesn't go back in the celtics win the 11th title in 13 years on the lakers home court in the form, the balloons never come down they get him in the locker room, and he, he's like an older-looking r- version of himself. You see the young Bill Russell. He's all skinny. And then towards the end, he's got the the big goatee and the little mini fro, kind of. And then he's got the gap two smile, and the announcers ask him, how does it feel? And he can't even put in the words. And he j- just gets a big smile. He's, like, breaking into tears. And immediately, like, just watching that, I'm like, imagine, like, the r- – road that he traveled and this was the end for him. He never mm-hmm. played again. And it was like and it was to the point where he couldn't even talk about it. And at that point you would think after your eleventh championship, you probably talk all the shit in the world, right? Look at the Warriors and how they acted after um this this uh season when they they won their fourth title. Imagine winning your eleventh. Well, like he couldn't even well, you know, the generations are different. They handle yeah, things different. <laughs> true. But, like, just seeing, like, you know, seeing him kind of break down like that, it yeah. brings you into uh, the human element of all this and, uh, you know, what people really sacrifice and put it on the line for. And it uh, check that out. It's on YouTube yeah. somewhere. But yeah. um, you know
1: what else is also on YouTube? <laughs> what? The second half, or at least it was the second half of that game seven. And I got to tell you. Like y'all you know, people dismiss Larry Bird and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure there are people that was out here dismissing Jerry West. Jerry West was out here busting their ass trying to keep that team uh, afloat as as uh, was out of that game. He was a satyr in that second half. I watched that game. I watched that second half one time, and it was like I really can't believe they're not letting Will back in this game. That's weird. That's weird.
0: But yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking speaking of West, it's like you think of the patriarchs of the league now. It's like Jerry West and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. Um. And I think Oscar, I think the big O is still around. He, he's still around, but he's.
1: He doesn't have the kind of fanfare that Kareem and, 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 yeah. um, and Jerry West do. Um, and, you know, that's for a bunch of different reasons. A lot of it has to do with the part where like he was, you know, he was very hard on teammates. And um, he also is very mad about, you know, the, the the kind of bullshit he's had to deal with throughout his whole entire life. So, you know, that's. You know, um, I think the last I've heard, last I heard about what was when he was talking about like, here we go. I shouldn't have brought it up. The shit when he's talking about like Steph Curry, all you gotta do is just get up on him, which is like fucking preposterous. And you know, Richard, <laughs> Richard, anytime, anytime there's like the slightest bit of, because you know, like the ver- the variance you get from shooting from that distance, you're gonna have a stinker here and there, right? And that's what that's the Steph Curry thing. Like people will see Steph Curry drop like, thirty points them. or whatever else. And then he'll, they'll see him have like a 15, like a 17 point game and that, and heart more on the 17 point game than the 38, even though like that shit, and even though by the end of every series is like 26, 20, 20 whatever points a game. He's had a, he's had a perfectly fine series. just one sneaker, stinker. And like every single time, like. That one sneaker happens. Richard come out here and be like, see, all you got to do is just get up on him. Like, like, just like Oscar says. And, I'm all, and every fucking time am like, bro, will you stop? You see where this man is shooting from the parking lot. Give this man some slack. He's, he, he's not supposed to be able to shoot that like that every fucking game. But 2016 finals, Richards run a, run a off with that one. So heavy. So heavy.
0: Bro. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh rest... Rest in peace uh, to, to Mr. Russell, and um, yeah, man. Let's let's keep it let's keep, let's keep moving the game forward, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, is there anything outside of wrestling uh,
1: to get to before we get to wrestling? I don't know um, if there's anything. Uh, the Beyonce did drop this weekend. Uh, you you want to talk about AP. AB? <laughs> Put that shit on. <laughs> Still dancing, B. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the Beyonce dropped. Now, I have not heard the Beyonce, uh, so I can't really give you anything other than to say the Beyonce dropped. I'll get to it sometime this week, um, probably tomorrow. But like, I heard people say something along the lines of like, this might be her, this might be better than what pe- whatever people think is their their favorite Beyonce album. At this point, like you can say it's three different albums. You say it's like, I, like, if you're willing, if you're going to say like, Four or I Am Sasha Fierce is her best album, I'm just probably not going to listen to your opinion on music. But like, if you'll say like B Day or Lemonade or Beyonce, the self title album is, is one of her, I'll be like, okay, that's interesting. And a lot of people have been saying like they are emotionally trying to cope with the fact that this might be that good. And if it is that good, good God. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh but I I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it this week. You know I kind of either want to get to it. I always say like when the new music release drops, I actually want to listen to like I either want to get to it like the second the fastest available time, so I don't have to get bombarded with people's opinions, or like a week later or days removed, so I can get a pass like the hype for it. because everybody aside from maybe like that last Drake album, when a new album comes out with somebody as you know. Culturally beloved, it's always some incredible album, and then the, you play and you're like, Yeah, not so incredible sometimes. So, I was gonna add,
0: I was gonna add, so i so have you revisited the, the Drake? But I take that as a note.
1: I've listened to the Drake one more time since then.
0: Uh, <sighs> not for me, yeah. I've listened to
1: one more time. Yeah. I, I will say this it was funny when i I randomly went through the Billboard charts, and like the only song that like you know, when people drop, you know, a whole album streaming now, like everything, if you're, you know, a heavy hitter, heavyweight, like goes straight to the top, right? I thought it was funny that like a couple weeks removed, three weeks removed or whatever a month removed, whatever it was, like I remember the charts where it was like a month <coughs> before after the uh the last trick out before this one dropped. And like that shit was still up there. Only thing still there is that song he has with Twenty One Savage in massive. Mm. In the massive track. That's it. Everything else is like plummeted, which lets you know Hmm. Right. Oh, so the one track he did at the end where he was rapping and then the uh, the actual like banger he has on there. Oh, OK. That's still on the charts. Hi. Gotcha.
0: Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to jump over to AEW. Fight for the Fallen. Um, last week, this show was blazing one of the great dynamites, I think, in history. Um they ooh, ooh bots in the chat. I'll get to those in a minute. Oh, uh, um <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, this was this was a great fucking show. Um opened up uh and it was John Moxley No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Rich. We gotta we gotta stop. We gotta stop, we gotta stop. James Brown, yo, just said in the, in the chat, the A B rebrand is winning me over low key. Hey, man. Rich. Tell tell him tell him how uh, how how early I was on the AB uh, rap rap career.
0: James has been trying to get me to to start listening to AB from the beginning. <laughs> the I, the I, first I, si-
1: whole lot of money, I was like, "Hey, bro! Like, look, I'm not saying he's some great rapper. I'm not saying he. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like the the shit's catchy. It like if this was somebody else besides you know guy that should be going to the. To the NFL Hall of Fame instead of squandering his career to become a fucking rapper, then yes, like we would, we would be like, we would have like enjoyed this a lot more. But I get it, like because we're like, this dude is going through a mental break, and like maybe he still is. I don't know. I don't care. The song was fun, and then you know the, the Kanye, he's hanging out with Kanye. You're like, oh my god, these two, like the mental health issues here that's going on is like outrageous. Like this is, this is like, <laughs> this is like the Shaq and Kobe of mental health. Like so, we got, we got to figure out how to get these do some help. So, then, you know, he shows up to Rolling Loud, and, he, you know, that new song he has, I don't know what it's called, but, you know, he comes out in the hype, man, saying, do your dance, hey, baby, he comes out the...
0: Yes, he was hanging with Hook, also.
1: Oh, my God. Like, yeah, man, I was like... I i, I remember Kirby, I remember... Uh, Kendrick, Kendrick might have been like, he laughed at it, uh, the first song. And, uh, and you were just like, nah, man, it's just a gimmick. This is a game. This shit is ridiculous. And I was like, Hey man, he came out with this one. I was like, wake up. Y- y'all asleep. Wake y'all asses up. Wake up right now. So yeah, we here Joe now. Thomas, it's, coming. it's coming. And I saw him put out a tweet to say he wants to be one of the greatest artists in the world. And when he tweeted out artists, like, I felt like it was wrong that, like, he spelled artists right because, like, he seems like one of our Florida brothers that pronounces artists plural as artists. Yes. So, yes. I was I was fully expecting to see artists, but it was artists. Yes. I bet he huh. pronounces artists.
0: No. I, I, I bet he
1: does. I, I bet that. A, a lot of our our Florida brothers do that.
0: Yeah, artists. So. Um... CTE trigger. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, Thomas Joe says the Shaq and Kobe of mental health is a wild sentence.
1: (laughs) I had to to give you something because it was like, hey, hey, I had to give you something.
0: Black Sabre Jr. says the Young Bucks of CTE. Yes. Jesus. Yes. CTE trigger. Good God. Oh, man. Well, anyway, AEW Dynamite, Fight for the Fallen, phenomenal show um one of the best dynamites i would say in history um and it was like a, a large focus on the youth throughout this show and um that's always a good thing so we opened up and it was john moxley versus roosh for the aw interim world championship this match was awesome uh yeah. i would probably say about four stars um i thought like like ruches on that, uh, I guess we got to draft him into the J Lethal Wrestling for Respect Academy at this point. Um, they gave him some wacky storyline reason to justify this championship shot here. And, um, you know, said he won 10 matches in AW Ring of Honor in Mexico. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he uh, faces Moxley. They're, they're at it immediately. Moxley's bleeding almost like Someone sneezed on him, and you know he was bleeding. And within, I think, before the first break, um, yeah. Jose w- was out there. Um, they, there was chairs. They, they did some brawn on the outside, of course. Um, they did uh, like a big vertical suplex to the floor. Uh, they were trading those chops, of course, which was cool to see. Um, Penta and Phoenix at one point, I believe, ran out um to uh, thwart andrade trying to interfere. Yes. So yes. I didn't know if this was like a precursor to like Andrade getting a shot at Moxley or something like that, but um that I was complete. thinking more like it's it sets it further
1: uh continues the Roosh and Andrade versus uh Lucha Brothers uh stuff. Yep.
0: Yeah. So um it all ended when um Roosh kind of headbutted his way out of um, you know, a choke, a rear naked choke. Um, but got caught with the Death Rider, he kicked out of the Death Rider, and then Moxley put him in the rear naked choke and then put him in the bulldog choke and he passed out. So, Roosh, yeah. the worker, never getting pinned or submitted. So, yeah. Um, and uh,
1: much like night one of the five star Grand Prix being the night of the Brain Buster, uh, this particular taping of Dynamite and Rampage was the, the
0: night of people passing out the submissions without tapping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, a lot of a lot of comments on this match. Uh, Roosh right now is on another level. He's on his best behavior. Uh, Roosh knows his money time. Moxley bleeding all the time. Rules. Ha-ha. Blade goes burr. Uh, T-Mess t- 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 says Roosh beating those carny allegations so far in AEW. Brew Haven, Roosh knows he can't fuck around. Roosh is really that dude. He's more successful in kayfabe in two weeks, more than Andrade was in a whole year retrogram moxley had a fire week with this in the Despy match uh i saw he was using skewers in that match i haven't checked it out yet that's the only thing you
1: heard about that match yes i heard or I, not even i heard i saw there was like um there was like a bed of aluminum soda cans with the tops cut off and i believe moxley slammed desperado into the fucking thing into the fucking bed
0: yeah. Well, What well, what well, well then.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, I had no idea that Desperado was, was, was such a sick individual, but, uh, like I hear all this talk about how, or not all this talk, but like, I hear like when they're doing all this stardom and new Japan stuff, like starlight kid, and Desperado desperately want to do one of those mixed tag matches together. I got to say, I got. We got to figure out how to how to keep him away from her. If, if this is what he wants to do, we can't. We can't jeopardize future. We can't jeopardize future of, of women's professional wrestling in Japan uh, with this nonsense. Either, either he needs to either he needs to wrestle the right way, <laughs> or he cannot be around Starlight like Kid. It was bad enough earlier this year when I saw Starlight like Kid being around uh, uh, Mayumi Ozaki. Would all would all her Ozaki goon na- nonsense and, and whips and chains and mm-hmm. and, and crooked refs and, and police no 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 just no no can't do it, it either he needs either he needs to uh, apologize to the iwgp <laughs> for his actions or, or or no we can't do we can't be doing this if you Amazing. want a, if you want to tag with you, you love friend and evil fine but you can't be doing this with her. No.
0: I, I mean I, I I don't mind it. I mean, seeing as how Starlight like, Kid will be in the fed anyway, you know. So we'll uh <laughs> we'll figure this out. Um so after the match, uh ben Judas played after and Chris Jericho came out. Um and he came out with Sammy Guevara, um, Angelo Parker, Ty Conti, and a J, an uh, in all red leather. Um Parker uh, demanded that the AEW Galaxy appreciate them, and this clip sent WWE Twitter into brainworms, not really understanding. did the, the irony. They, yes, they, they did not, you know, notice the the joking nature of this. They they saw this and was like, "You'll never be Roman Reigns," and uh, yeah. they're 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 copying and stealing. I'm like, "You don't get the That's you don't the get joke. the show. That's you the joke. You don't get the show." <laughs> <laughs> so um, Jericho congratulated Mox on an amazing match, and then he put over his his group. Uh, then he said Anna J called him last week, and she wanted an opportunity. And uh, Anna J then said she's Anna J-A-S, which I fucking howled, um, thinking about Nikki A-S-H. I didn't um, even think of that part. but Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: think of that part. I just thought like J- the J A S. I laughed at, and then like on Rampage when they announced her, it's like it's literally like how it always spelled like J A Y and then space A dot S dot. And I was like, I just laughed at that because it's like that looks preposterous in spelling. Like it's almost like she has like a like almost like a D M D, but except it's A S.
0: Yes, T M says we need Despy out here corrupting the youth more. Actually. Um, Retrogram says Jericho acting like he was about to use his Lionheart theme versus Mox. I'm going to be so mad when he uses Judas. Yes, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, and, uh, cool Hand or T-Messle says, Cool Hand is greater than Roman. Does Roman have a switchblade comb? I didn't think so. Um, after that, Jericho talked about all the brutalization he took um, with the hand at the hands of Eddie. Uh, talked about his broken nose. That shit looked fucked up. Um, and he you know, had to be cut out of the spider web. Um, but he beat Kingston and then he's going to beat Moxley. And after two and a half years, Le Champion will return, um, Moxley basically told him to shut the fuck up. He hates him. Um, He's a two-time world champion. Fuck that interim shit. Uh, He said he used to look up at Jericho and, you know, everything he got going around him is pathetic. Uh, He said this, uh, the AW World Championship isn't a sports entertainment belt. It's a pro wrestling championship. If Jericho's got the balls, uh, he needs to leave everybody at home. He doesn't want the wizard. He doesn't want all that goofy shit. He wants a guy from Super Cup. He wants Lionheart. And the whole crowd like kind of like pops on that shit. So like, if Jericho comes out with the Lionheart kick pads next week, and then the um, the the WCW theme music, I'm gonna demand that the championship change hands. So if he comes out to the fake Pearl Jam,
1: you, you yes. pops one you over. Okay. Yes. Who has? Do, do you know who has the rights to that? Does WWF have the I rights mean, to that? Because of it, it's uh,
0: Turner theme library music. WWE does not have the rights to it because they never played on WWE Network. Okay. OK, so, so they set up uh, that title match two weeks quake at the lake in Minneapolis, so, right? Yes. All right. So what are you going to have for Dante Martin? Do you think he might be injured?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right fuck yeah i think he fucked his knee up which we'll get to (laughs) um at the commentary desk they pan over and excalibur introduces the new AEW world trios championships it is time the belts are beautiful they look like the 1996 wcw tag team championships but three of them um it was really like a crystallizing moment like oh shit he's coming so, and, Rich,
1: are you ready? To, are you ready to uh, dis, uh, display to the Twitch viewers and listeners of our podcast like the uh, the Kenny Omega character that you want him to come back as uh, uh, this time around? How are you ready to Are you ready to like explain <sighs> and then like show a version of of that? Are you ready, or do, or do you still need to workshop him more?
0: I feel like I need to need to still put it. Into into play because I okay. I think he's gonna. It only works if he's come back as a heel. That's that's all. That's the only way. Well, I mean, is that
1: well. I mean, if that's know. the case, you may as well do it now. Like, yeah. can I tell people kind of what the idea is? Sure. Like the idea is like it's almost like the Redeemer gimmick, except except God is Dave Meltzer. <laughs> 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 and, and and you know, God, Dave Meltzer has forsaken him and has cho- has chosen a new favorite. Uh to get all his stars which is will Osprey
0: <laughs> Or whoever.
1: At the forefront of law rate.
0: So, so, so it'll be like I'll give you a sample. So, you know, this stuff you can put it on BTE or whatever. He's yes,
1: like, yes, this is totally for BTE. If this, shit, right. if this shit goes on, if this shit goes on AEW television, I will revolt against promotion. But on BTE <laughs> is fucking hilarious. Only BTE. BTE. So, I, and at first, when Rich was talking about this, I fucking hated the idea of this, and then he did an audio, numerous audio messages, and I could not get out of my mind how fucking hilarious the idea is. Was and it was like the best thing I would have ever have seen on BT in like the five episodes of BT I've ever watched. This shit was fucking hilarious. He was kind of like, Dave, you have forsaken me. You you were not supposed to give. We had the deal. I do the work. I put on the great matches, and you give me the stars. But now that I am gone, I see that you have given the matches to everybody else. <laughs> that was that was he was doing multiple like. Voice messages like that about like Dave, Dave, Dave Melissa has forsaken him and he's going to end all the rest of pro wrestling so that nobody else is get any stars except for him. Like yes. it was fucking ridiculous and absurd and hilarious. <laughs> it's
0: like, Dave, I see you giving away my stars. The stars belong to me. <laughs> And you got to do like the you got to do like the joke, voice
1: wasn't there some joke about you saying that you, that you was that, that, that Kenny Omega wanted to V trigger the sun so there's no more stars <laughs> 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 <I was> like <laughs> Like, he wants to get her to all, all stars. And I was like, wait, wait, what?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if I remember that one. but Maybe, was, I, maybe um... I was just
1: holding it in the back of my head thinking, like, this is where this is all leading to. He's going to go that over the top of Ridiculous and he's going to say he's going to V-trigger the sun out of the, out of existence.
0: Yes. My, my my group chat has, like, there's probably, like, 45 of these messages. Like, I was, yes. there'll be, like, 20-second clips. They're that all fucking
1: talk. hilarious. <laughs> I'm over here sweating, laughing.
0: Oh my god. But it's like, Dave. <laughs> Can you <even> do it? <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Do it on the spot. Yeah, but... <laughs> it is. But um
1: like if yeah. y'all think this is funny, what I'm doing is just like bad copies of what he was doing. They're fucking outstanding. <sighs> but uh, but yeah, like we'll 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 get back to it like next week or whatever else, uh, as Rich comes up with more material. Uh, yeah, but yeah uh bro, I, we? I was making,
0: uh bro i was just making that shit up like on the top of my head then it was it, i don't even know <laughs> yeah but uh if kenny's coming back you know i'll be very happy Um uh, let, let's get this shit popping um so uh, they sent They uh said the tournament finals uh will be at all out so uh there's one thing um aw does well those tournaments so yes. um That'll eat up some programming, and that will definitely, like the trio's belts, I think pump some more star power, at least on the Rampage. You can throw a trio's title match on there almost every week if you want. Um, so after that, uh, Dante Martin was backstage. Uh, he said Sam Guevara's been spending all of his time backing up Jericho and hanging out with Ty Conte to avoid getting in the ring. Uh, he said he brought his backup tonight, Sky Blue. Which got no reaction. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but after that, we got um, a promo video for Ricky Starks ahead of his match. Um, then we got Ricky Starks taking on Danhausen. So uh, the next 20 minutes was like the Ricky Starks uh, star maker. Star, mm-hmm. star-, yeah, star- maker machine. Yeah, the correct. elevation. So uh, The rise Ricky of Ricky Starks. Re- starts fights Dan Housen, uh Dan mocks Stark's pose at the beginning. Before that, they played like
1: very similar to, um, Adam Page is a year ago, his come out thing when he came out with dark order about like the essence of what it means to be a cowboy. Right. And it was like the one, you know, one of the, probably the greatest thing they've ever done for his character explaining to people what his character actually is supposed to just a Moby asshole that dresses up in chaps. Um, and they more or less did the same thing for Ricky Starks about like what it means to have style, what it means to be, you know, to think that highly yourself, to wear the clothes. It was awesome. He's basically sitting in this, almost like this nice house with a nice scenery of like almost like a of like a some of of a backdrop of of, of uh, nature. I can't remember what it was, but there's a lot of greenery. And it was nice, and he's basically. Dressing like what he thinks a rock would dress as if he wanted to dress like Walt Frazier, like Walt Frazier is set not out of his mind uh, on 70s drugs. And he, he looked, you know, he was sitting there and he looked nice. And uh, while this person is, you know, talking, narrating it in the backdrop, and then he has the match with Dan Housen. So I just want to point it out because it was a nice, it was a nice piece.
0: Yeah, um, it was kind of um, reflective of some of those videos that he produced himself uh, before he was in AW, which were eye-catching. So um, from there, um, he has the match with Danhausen ends up uh, hitting the spear. Basically, they do it like a near fall before that, but he beats Danhausen, gets him out of there after the match. He calls out another challenger, does his given from last week, and then the lights went out and Hook came out and his crowd lost their fucking shit. So hook, hook comes out. Dynamite. Yep, <clears throat> hook comes out all orange on, uh, and it feels like a big moment. And hook it felt like the Del Rio Ziggler cash in. Like it was like I don't know what's gonna happen. Hook and Ricky Starks haven't been on screen together in quite a while, but nobody forgot. And uh, Taz is on commentary. Um, they have a short uh, little match, and uh, you know, Rookie kind of manhandles Hook a little bit um, and you know, gave him some strikes, a suplex. But Hook, you know, got a little bit of his stuff in, flipped out of the hip toss. He likes doing that move. And uh, but Starks gave him a spear, he was gonna give him the Rochambeau, but Hook uh, flips it into uh, the red drum and got the tap out on Starks. Crowd goes fucking ape shit. Um, Hook is the FTW champion. Taz is on commentary sounding like this is the proudest moment of his life. There's an awesome video that uh, w- was caught is that they put it out on Twitter. Uh, Hook or Taz basically talking about Hook and Hook standing right next to him and putting him over huge. Like That shit was like, yo, Taz shouldn't be emotional like this, but this is great. Um, he held it but, together very well on air. Yeah. And um, from there, uh, they go to commercial. They come back. Ricky Starks still in the ring. Uh, he also um, fist bumps hook. So he puts hook over kind of like kind of giving him this sign of respect. Ain't no beef or whatever. And after that, Starks is in the ring. He's dejected and Hobbs is out there. And immediately my wheels are like spinning. I'm like, is this it? Like, that's why I started thinking, you know, I was I I kind of sense I kind of I, I figured something was going on here. Uh, I was tipped off a little while back, but um they basically showed, uh, uh, it was Stark.
1: Shivani interviewing him and asking for his reaction after, after his loss and, you know, which, you know, when they have like uh, Joe Rogan do that to like UFC fighters, have to get knocked down. You're like, why the hell are you doing this? But in wrestling, it works. And yeah. uh, Ricky Stark was like, you know, when I first got the f- f, uh, FTW, um championship, people f- uh, thought that like I was done for, and I in that like, and like I could and I was just done. And he like said, I made I, said I, some line. Yeah, I got a line. I remember oh, the line. Okay. He's like, he's like people thought it was a noose, and he said, and I, I busted my ass, and I made this thing relevant, and I turned that I turned that noose into a tie. And that um, sounded
0: like he workshopped that line directly from Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I, he workshopped it with somebody, but whatever.
1: Uh, I mean, look, fight like eight year old girl was workshop too, but that's fine. Uh, this this is great. And he talked about how, like, you know, I, I, I strive for so much more than just this. I feel like I haven't been given the opportunity and I just want to come out here and show people that, like, I am a star and I believe in myself and I think that I'm great. And, like, he did it in a babyface way, not like, in a noxious jerk way. Um, and like, the crowd got behind it, crowd the, it and the crowd ate it, the crowd loved it. Yeah, and it was very much, like, this is clearly a dude that has worked, uh, NWA, like, he's clearly like, leaning into the mic, like, he's basically like, up at the desk, right? Like, like, he's at the, uh, the JCP desk or whatever, or, or you know, on the stage, on the, one of the sound stages or whatever so He's clearly like leaning over into the mic while Shivani is basically being a mic stand. And it's like, this was this, he's been built, whatever, how long he's been, you know, building towards this. Like, he's the person that's had the time to do this and the opportunity to do it in that way. And it was great. And like, he says that the crowd loses it for him. And like, he's, he's turned, he just turned baby face, right? Like, he's not bitter towards Hook or none of that. He's just saying like, you know, I was I was giving this dead end gimmick. I made it something. I made myself relevant. I've been giving myself t- over in TV time. All this stuff. People like me. Now it's time for me to like you know tell you know kind of express it. Like I'm I'm turning baby face now. This kind of
0: thing. And then immediately after that happens, night before you got a chance to finish it. Like bro, all I saw Hobbs, was like a all I saw was like a big black arm just just like covering up the camera. Just whoo, just just completely clubbing them, um, Hobbs. I mentioned has one of the greatest facials in pro wrestling. Yes. Fans over him. The camera's panning up. He looks 60 feet tall. Everyone's shocked. No one sees this coming. This was how you do a turn. Uh, this was just, like, <sighs> phenomenal. Um, Hobbs, is, Hobbs is anti-Shaboying Boing factory. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, oh but, my yeah, God. so, like, Team Taz is... You know, we'll get the answer on on, on what's what's going on with that. So, um, I I assume Hobbs in action this week. So we'll see where that leads. But um, this was the Ricky Starks segment in the show. It was awesome. Um, I don't like. I don't regard him as like a a top tier worker like that. So it'd be interesting if, if like they take him off the leash and let it say, hey. Go get yourself over to another level. But people are all in on him, yeah. seemingly without that. I feel yeah. like, and for me, I, I just think the the standard is very high personally. It, so, it, like it is, I, but
1: it is, but like that's not all. What American progressing is, right? I mean to be fair that's not really what all of you know Japanese pro wrestling is either but you know the guys are so highly skilled that it's it's, it's almost like you could say that anybody could be there at a, at a certain level but um technically, technically foundationally skilled but uh I agree with you like I remember the match he had a few months ago when Jay lethal first came in and it was him and lethal it was like I mean, you tell me who's the better wrestler they're not even on the same they're not even the same class right lethal better than him but that doesn't matter they got the, the people have them, so or uh, he has the people. So like you know, whether it's Cody, whether it's Moxley, whether uh, it's Kingston and you know Kingston and Mox have had great years, but just you got to they are able to turn it and make that work for them. And it was in the same way that Cody was able to make that work for him. Um, you know, in the last what five years, whatever else, like so you know he's talented enough to be able to get to give it a go on that kind of level. Um, so you know whatever like it's going to work cuz he can talk himself he can talk himself out of a lot of his situations he's that good of a talker and has that kind of charisma um yeah like AEW the place where this could work like if this were WWE even with new management like if this like if this was if this was him doing things he's been doing and this was NXT I don't know if I don't know maybe he does become NXT champion he definitely would have been been North American champion but um I don't mean because the black because they just put black people that, that sprout. I just mean like that kind of level of talent. Like the same thing is like um, Adam Cole was, where it's like or a Velveteen or a uh, Escobar, where it's like if you are that level of charisma, and that level of talker, they will get you a belt and they will get you a, a set of goons to protect that belt, said belt, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, like I think he's gonna be successful. I think I think a lot of it is I think he has to be successful in a way where it's like. He has a program with Hobbs, and then from there he needs to start facing, you know, Hills kind of on his level. Um, and there, there's, I'm plenty, telling you, the, there's plenty the, on the, his the, level. I think, the, I think AEW is lacking at the top, top level heels right now. But look, where he is right the, now, where he fits in the babyface pecking order. There's plenty of Hills from the
0: face. The feud is Ricky Starks versus Sammy Guevara. That is the feud. I'm calling it now, they're good friends in real life. They're both from Texas. They've wrestled each other for years. Sammy is a heel. Ricky starts babyface. That will be like uh, we always talk about the Rock versus Triple H in like SummerSlam or the Summer of '98. That's what the fuck this would be. Um, This would be young guys, relatively young guys, um, trying to to up each other's game, outdo each other, to try to get to the next level. Like that's that's the one. Um, So. I mean, there's also MJF, too. But MJF, Starks would be, have to be graduating to that level whenever MJF returns. So, um, up next, speaking of Sammy, we had Sammy Guevara at Dante Martin, RLPW style. Um, had the ladies outside, Ty Conti and uh, uh, Sky Blue. They did a lot of uh, athletic stuff, wrestled to a stalemate, uh, fought to the it ramp. Was a, it was a lot of Dante
1: doing Sammy stuff. As well or better than Sammy does, and Sammy getting pissed because
0: obviously, like, that was the story. Yeah. Um, they were, they was going all out o- almost. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they were, uh, you know, doing inverted suplex, Spanish flies. Uh, there was like full Nelson bomb. Uh, there was like a dive into like the big cutter. Um, just, just, uh, you know, ROPW can't, can't recommend it enough.
1: So, um, <laughs> It doesn't matter. So I'm, I was about to ask you a question, but it doesn't matter. But uh, what I will say is this: um, the way that they had uh, for protection, Sky Blue as like in, an insurance policy in, in case of like Conti's like cheating potential to cheat, and then she did nothing. Like she was just kind of there, and she she was kind of like. Uh, She was in every camera shot, but like she was just there. It was like, what are they doing with her? Like, what what, what was the purpose of this exactly? Like, what was the placement purpose? Like, was it just like just find any just find anybody just be there out there just cause? And I don't think I don't recall if Ty interfered or not. Well, yeah, like
0: she was there essentially to set up the post match angle. Um, Okay, so Dante kind of tweaks his knee. At the end of this match, and he get, I think he's legitimately hurt. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they were saying after the show. Um, but Sammy ended up getting a win with the, uh, go to hell. And, um, he was going to give him the 630, but then, uh, Sky Blue got in the ring, was like, hey, man, like, let it go. And then Anna J ran out. Uh, Anna J and Ty Conti whooped her ass and jumped her. After that, Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, Ruby Soho ran out to chase, uh, Sammy and, uh, the rest of them away so um, like it was the, like the return the alleyway, of the alley right or not yeah. the alley but up like the out of
1: the arena
0: um eddie kingston shows up everyone goes crazy it's almost like he's still over
1: well we knew he's still be over but you know if you have ptsd from other more from other promotions fucking you you're just like it's you're just like oh god you can start expecting the worst when someone loses. And, you know, I think there are better ways to get a title shot for Chris Jericho than to beat the dude that, like, he had just put over. But, you know,
0: it's not the end of the world, as you mentioned. So, Daniel Garcia was backstage to ask him about uh, his match against Brian Danielson. This whole thing's been billed as a comeback of uh, Danielson and his comeback match. And he said, Brian's been gone for months. He's going to send him back on vacation with his family again. They'll call Garcia the best technical sports entertainer in the world. As I mentioned, this guy is so fucking entertaining, um, you know, on his own, like he's really growing into uh, himself. And he will get to it when the, the match uh, comes for him. But. He spawned a lot of discourse. You know, there's always something that spawns a lot of discourse this week. It was Daniel Garcia. So, um, after that, Lethal, Dutt, and Sing were backstage. Uh, Lethal complained about his match with Joe, but then, uh, turned his attention to the best friends, uh, who happened to be like kind of to the right. Uh, Dut then challenged him to like a three on three match for Rampage and he got uh, goaded into it. Yes.
1: <laughs> and then the second after he made the challenge, he was like, fuck, I should have done that. That's stupid. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so after that, we then saw a man that had a flamethrower coming to the ring. Uh, and I'm talking about the jungle boy. Um, the jungle boy came back out after, uh, and we wanted to hear from him. He came out and, uh, he came out with Luchasaurus. So, um, he basically, uh, said, <laughs> considered, uh, uh, Shabani's question he said, "Christian Cage, you're the biggest pussy I've ever met in my entire life," and the crowd like goes nuts. They give Jungle Boy the handbook of of go curse and uh, yes, and, and say very derogatory things. And yes. he executed it to a T. Yes, the, 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 crowd the went Roman crazy. The, the Roman
1: Reigns WrestleMania 34 uh, book where it's like just, just go out there and call Brock a bitch
0: as many times he can. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think this worked a lot better for the Jungle Boy
1: though. (laughs) I remember, I remember one week I got furious because like you could tell that's what they were doing because every time, like every promo that Roman had during that time, he called him, he called Brock a bitch. And then like one episode, like they brought Heyman out and Heyman said, said bitch like five times in a row. And it was like, you know they have, you know they're doing that. So, Ro, you know that they're having Roman call this man a bitch later in the show or like in the same segment later. And you just basically killed all of the heat that the word bitch has. And sure enough, Roman went out there and he said, bitch at the end of the crowd, like, yeah, Ro, yeah, Heyman just said that five times. And I was like, that you're such an asshole, Heyman. I thought you, and you know better than this. So you know you did this shit on purpose.
0: But yeah, back to, back to, uh, 2022. Um, um. T-Message, Jungle Boy said that opening line with his whole chest. Yes, it, it was eerily similar I hit him up like the first line. So he said, Christian Cage, you were the biggest pussy I ever, ever met. Then he dropped like the rest of the knowledge on him. Uh, he said he, at first he didn't get why Christian was so bitter. It was just a one match bonus from a battle royal. Uh, but then he remembered that Christian was strapped for cash because his wife divorced him. Basically called this man broke. Yeah. And, and said, you know, he, he was he said his holding wife probably on left
1: him because he probably had a small dick. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, he said, you know, Christian needed someone to protect him. So he found a monster. But that monster is Jungle Boy's best friend. Uh, yeah. He, he has a small dick, all that. Uh, he's only being protected uh, for Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy wants to be the first one to, to get hands on him. Jungle Boy can take anything. Christian can dish out. Uh, you know, he started talking about burying his father three years ago. But after that, Christian interrupted. Uh, he said he saw the Luchasaurus over the past couple weeks, uh, how Christian could lead him. But instead of being Jungle Boy's lap dog, you know, you should have been with me. Essentially, he said he'll put Jungle Boy in a body bag. Jungle Boy won't have to worry about Christian insulting his dead father because he can cozy up right uh, next to him. Yes. Um, and then he said, you told me all your secrets. <laughs> Excuse me. And now I'm going to pray on your weakness. Um. This was an excellent segment. This was what I think a lot of people were looking for out of Jungle Boy. Um. This I, is I was better very than happy. anybody could have expected out of Jungle Boy. The nigga don't talk.
1: R- yeah. Right. I've he, he's had,
0: gotten thus far without it.
1: You know how that is. If you when it is with anybody, if you don't see a certain skill set, you assume that tool that that particular club is not in that bag. And maybe it isn't. Maybe he was sitting there practicing this promo his whole entire time he's been gone. It don't matter because he went out there and he said that shit, and he I was like, that "Whoa, shit. whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa!" This is I Don was DeMarco. not expecting this, but this was great. That's not what this was. I don't know if he can come out here and kind of promo next week uh, as well. He ain't got to. He. You should be asked to. After you do that, what's topping that? (laughs) What's topping that?
0: Uh, Brewhaven says, uh, Christian power washes Edge so much. Um... (laughs) Yes, while Edge comes back as a member of the Brood again, which we'll get to later. Um... Thomas Joe says, Jungle Boy, you claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it was a lot of that energy in there. So very excited uh, whenever they get the Christian versus the Jungle Boy uh, all out. I got it circled. So Bucks were backstage, said they didn't want to do the color cam, but uh color wanted to be the trio's champs with them because, you know, the Bucks were going to need a, a partner. He pitched himself. Um Hangman then showed up. They ran to him and the Bucks kind of awkwardly wished him a happy birthday. Uh, He wished Nick a happy birthday as well. Uh, Matt was going to turn around and try to talk things out with Paige, but here came the Dark Order. Uh, They were also wishing Hangman a happy birthday. Uh, John Silver, overly excited. Um, Uno, like, perceived, like, you know, like, thought something was about to go down, but, you know, he cut it off and the bucks said oh it's cool we'll, we'll catch up with him whenever and walked off so there's a lot of moving parts here so there's a bucks hangman reconciliation there trios belts Kenny's on, on the horizon they announced that the whole undisputed elites here next week so what the fuck is about to happen james
1: you're asking me as if you as if you know as if you think i already know what's going to happen or you you want me to, to speculate
0: um which whatever, however you oh, you want it, sir. Like th- like two bucks for courses.
1: I I think that um, I think that this is another one of those times where like they're star-crossed lovers, if you will. Whereas like the young bucks and and Adam Page at this point want to make amends with each other, but because they're millennials and they're socially awkward and they can't talk to each other like normal human beings. They overcomplicate things and don't want to be the first person to say I'm sorry or whatever else. So it's all this awkwardness as opposed to, like, if you're around each other for more than five minutes, the awkwardness will just be gone because you'll remember how you used to talk to each other, your relationship. Like, you ever had one of those phone conversations with somebody you ever talked to a while, and you're like, I don't know how how to talk to this person anymore. And then after, after like, two, a few minutes past, you're like, oh, it's like riding a bike. My bad. Mm-hmm. But anyway... uh what I think is going to happen is, like, they're going to get themselves up to... They're going to one, one side or both sides at the same time is going to strike up the ner- the, the nerve to then say, hey, man, like, let's just squash all the shit. Let's just get over it. You know, all the, you know, the last, you know, couple years of nonsense we've had with each other. Let's just squash it. And, like, right in that moment before it happens... Kenny Omega's gonna show up, and like, it's gonna be Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks as a, as a Trios team, and Hank hey, Man will have to, will have to look sad, and then go be friends with his, with his other friends that actually are still his friends today. And they're gonna, and they're gonna, gonna be Silver and Reynolds, or Silver and Uno, ver, uh, and with Adam Page in the Trios, uh, tournament. Yeah, that thing, that's what's gonna happen. And then, like, whether it's a year from now, or two years, whatever else, they all, all of the elite will get, fr- will be friends together, and, and the story will be complete or the most drawn out of the most drawn out melodramatic story of all time that doesn't involve Tam kind of <laughs> So so yeah. Like that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. And that's how I see how that's happening.
0: I really haven't thought about what's gonna happen. Um I, I normally kind of just let these these dudes do their thing, but if I had to speculate
1: That's what um, I no, yeah yeah. I, I don't think like if they don't if they do something different, I'm not gonna be like they should have done my booking. No, but I, I'm just thinking like
0: just looking at how this is setting up it seems like those were ahead. But um, I feel like Kenny still has to address, like, the elephant in the room. Like, has Kenny watched the tape of the match? Like, has he watched Matt Jackson give Hangman the signal, like, finish him off? And like, Was what, he going to be like, yeah, man, this is
1: really fun up. like, in the middle of a
0: sanctioned bout, like, you, you didn't get you involved? Me. <laughs> what? You me. You, you turned on me. You know? I
1: mean, if, if that's what he wants to do, fine. So. What I will say is, like, if, if they... If they bring back Kenny Omega and they don't do Young Bucks and Kenny Omega as a trio as a trio, it's like I'm I'm gonna hate it. I'm, I'm gonna hate it. A lot. of doing these if you're uh, not gonna put those three
0: together? A lot of people are wanting in the Bucks. I'm sorry, I want Kenny in the Bucks. Um, uh, just for look, just man, for the I, history of it.
1: I mean, sure, but like I kind of want these belts to draw. So like, <laughs> I want Kenny Omega with the Young Bucks. Fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry.
0: I don't think they'd have a problem drawing with Hangman, but, um, I think
1: you, you could not mean, man- there is no possibility you could sell a main event, uh, with, with those belts. If, if he's in there, I don't think so a pay-per-view. I don't think you can sell a main event a pay-per-view with, with that, with that. I don't, I mean,
0: I mean, I think he's main evented several pay per views, and Hangman and the Young Bucks would be just fine. Like as far as, especially like depending on who their opponents are, we already know they're going to give us the level of wrestling and downplaying Hangman, and I feel like that's downplaying Hangman star power as well as the Bucks.
1: Um, like, no, uh, what I am downplaying is is Bobby is Bobby Fish's uh, drawing ability because like you need all you need all the you need all you know Spirit Bomb you need. Need, I need all, all the most powerful people's power to make that shit work. If they want to do Undisputed versus Young Bucks and another elite person, you pick Kenny Omega.
0: Well, somebody gotta get pinned, so I mean, Bobby Fish can you know, whatever, but... Yeah, yeah. He'll, you know, he'll, <laughs> you know, he'll be the one that gets
1: pinned, but like, if he's gonna be in the match, you need like, another, you need a uh, a uh, a fifth person that's gonna help, or a fourth or fifth person that's gonna make that shit super tight, and we're like, alright, put that in the, main, the segment of it, that will draw and have all the intrigue or whatever else. Like, Adam Page, like, oh, let's do this way, right? If you do Kenny Omega, right? If if Kenny Omega's not in it, who do you put him in the trios tournament? To catch the Hang- balls.
0: Uh, if Kenny Omega's not in it, I put the if Bucks not Hang if in. he's not
1: in it with the Young Bucks, if he's in it with someone else, what's the what's the what's the makeshift team they're going to give Kenny Omega? <laughs> the Devil, okay. <laughs> How do I shut this shit down? How do I turn this? shit down? I'm about to press stop on this fucking recording right, goddamn now. What time is it? Ten thirty. I don't. No, nah, man, I we don't. gave we gave them a um, what time? We gave them a good hour and eight minutes. Like, well, I, I'll t- I'll come back. Now. I'll come back on Thursday to talk about uh, the five star Grand <laughs> P. I can't do this with this man no more. I can't work with this man no more.
0: <laughs> nah, um, I don't know who they give them. I guess you know. I, I, I maybe maybe he calls up to Kesha, maybe something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, interesting way. We'll, we'll see which way it goes. I hear EO and Bianca went two minutes and it ended in DQ. So, um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, after that, we got a one on two handicap match. Swerve Strickland and he took on Tony Neese and Mark Sterling. Uh, Swerve basically fought off both guys uh, at the start. Uh, but then there was a distraction from Sterling kind of allowed niece to take control a little bit. Um, Sterling, uh, accidentally got tagged in, but you know, he was, uh, running away. Swerve beat down niece. Swerve got on, got Sterling back into the ring, hit him with the, uh, thrust kick for the win. And this was short. Um, I usually like Swerve and niece together. You're putting Mark Sterling in there to set up a program, which is exactly what happens. So Keith Lee's watching this whole thing. Um, they on, weren't trying to have a super match or even a great match. They were trying to get up a swerve. It was yeah. Fun. They um, have Lee back backstage. They cut back to Keith Lee. He's out. And Josh Woods is standing over him, who was a wrestler from Ring of Honor before. Uh, and it looks like he and Tony Nese are affiliated. And they'll be the first people that are feuding kind of with swerve and lee so this will probably be you know a get one uh get one get get a nice defense against these guys on tv at some point before they start rolling into what i would assume would be their program for all out so um yeah so uh, just want
1: to double back real quick uh well, actually, uh, yeah. Let me double back real quick. So I just see in the, in the comments it says "Dynamite" turned to a five-minute rom-com uh, there, and it was great talking about the and Adam Page. And like, that's the thing, right? When I when when I saw it, like the first thing I thought about was like, I forgot what season it was. Basically, like the the season where Monica and Chandler get married and friends, and like Rachel pregnant, and like Rachel. I know Rich, you don't know none of this shit, but I'm basically explaining nope. it to the people that understand. Like, basically, like Rachel and uh, Ross have been through it, been together, been broken up, teased all these times and get back together, and now she's pregnant by Ross, have they had a, you know, a hookup at some point. And, like, there was an episode where, like, Ross uh, talks to her, like, after her I think first trip to the doctor or something and talking about, like, and she's having, like, pregnancy, hunger or whatever else, and explains to her, like, what it's like to, you know, have a have a child for the first time and how much you love it and when it grabs your finger and all that I kind of stuff and, like, you know, what it does to you and like, you know, any, any person you've ever dated, it, w- it won't even matter to you. And like, at that moment, like she sees like, wow, like, you know, I had this fling with this dude. that's like the love of my life, but I was angry and broke up because she on me, whatever else, but like, I'm about to give this another shot. And then like he walked away because she wanted to go do something. And then she turned her, she changed. She had that thought all over her mind and she goes to like the coffee shop where he, where they were just out, outside the coffee shop door. And as this is happening, she basically going to say to him like, "I want to get this shit another shot between us." And at that mm-hmm. moment, inside the coffee shop, is this woman that uh, Ross ran into at uh, Monica and Chandler's wedding. And then, like, he, he she sees that and she's like, "Nope, yep. Time got fucked up again by five seconds. I missed out. Guess we're guess we're gonna have to get back together three years later or some shit." And I was like, "This is exactly what this. This is exactly what this shit was." It was like. These are star-crossed lovers, and people just going to be hoping that they get back together eventually one of these days. And, like, look, man, I already got one of these on my shelf. I already got one of these, like, uh, in my wrestling brain, like, for Tam and Mayu to get back together. So, like, I, I don't really have much, like, I don't have a, I don't have as much for, for my heart that can take it to it's two more of these. I just don't. And I don't feel for Hangman in that way. So, I'm sorry. For those that, that do and are it, it caught up in the, in the, the drama of this, I understand it. I get it. I just don't have the room in my heart for this. It's already, I'm already, occupi- already occupied. Sorry, I'm sorry. I do get it though. I do get it. I do get it. I appreciate it, but just for me, I, I'm just uh, sorry.
0: So, so we got um, Malachi Black addressing Miro, uh, trying to recruit him to the House of Black. Uh, Brody King said he had tagged Darby Allen because he can. He said he wants a Darby in a coffin match. At some point, so um, is that next week? It is not booked uh, this week, so I don't okay. I don't know if it's further down the road. I thought they originally said something about it being booked like the next week, but uh, it's not on the sheet. So, okay. Um, World Women's Championship: Thunder Rosa defending against Miyu Yamashita. So this match was not as good as their first one. There no. were. Some awkward moments in it. Yes. There was like some miscommunication. I thought they would have a better match, but yeah. this was okay. This wasn't yeah. like, uh, like it's not the like first- the cage match where people are giving it like fives and
1: fours and shit, but like it was just a good people match. Supposed- Over dramatic. Yes, right
0: yeah. Right now. Like,
1: yeah. And also, they're in there like it's a lot of the subsect of Joshi fans that's that like their greatest fear is that like someone that they like
0: will be popular.
1: No, no, no. Not even that. Like somebody that they think of at a certain level will have a match that's not be- that is quote unquote beneath the standard of what they think this person is, because apparently it can do no wrong. And then like they will just revert an attack. So like, for example, like if I don't know. If, uh, if Utami were to come over, well, oh, somebody they love, uh, cause a lot of people think she's boring, <laughs> idiots. Uh, if, if, uh, if Starlight Kid came over here, right? And she had some three and a quarter star match, uh, or three star match in, um, on a, on an AEW show in Laws, people would blow their stacks or whatever else. And it's like, it's fine. You've seen her have three star matches before. Maybe not in the big spot or whatever else, but like it is what it is. Right. And like but this match, it was like there was awkwardness on the apron when they were going from some spot on the apron and like uh Miyu's foot kept sliding off on the on the apron skirt and it, it happened like three times in a row before they finally did the move. I don't even remember what the move was, but yeah, like it was just it was an awkward it had awkward moments, which is weird because they did not have those kind of issues in Japan. Um, in their match at uh summer or Summer Sun Princess, but whatever. Excellent, Excellent. like yeah, it is a bad night. Whatever, it happens. Um, does it stink? Because like, uh, does it stink? Because like, for me, you, the thing that's going to get her over if she ever does it for American crowd is like a a better, a, a really good ass match. Yes, like she's not someone like Maki Ito or someone like Yuka that can get over with just infectious like, joy and personality. She's not. That's not how she's built. She's built by coming out here and kicking people's skulls and and kneeing people's skulls off. It didn't happen in that way. Um, But, whatever. Like, I mean, it's not like we're getting that many matches that will this on the AEW Women's Division that often anyway. So, like, for people that are upset about it, I think she'll be back and we can rectify that at some point, I imagine. It's not the end of the world, but people acted like it was.
0: Yeah, I, I thought they were they were going a little hard on it. Uh, I thought that there was a spot where she was going to give her like that, like Robinson special style kick. Um, but uh, she was like telling Rosa to get down and catch it. But uh, this did not go over well. Um throughout the whole week, and um, I hope that Miu is able to come back. She seemed to have a lot of fun. She did some, like, post-match promos about it um, backstage with Emi Sakura, Um, and, you know, I thought it was really cool to have Miu on in front of a really big audience. I think a lot of people losing sight of that, uh, as well as, like, you know, the home-and-home trade that they just did. Like, they just did a program with, like, another company where... They did business in Japan and then that person came back over and gave it back and there was no like bullshit on people not wanting to lose and uh, right. like there was no like um, no there was no bad politics to come out of this right so and they both got, got their
1: they both got pin cleaned in the middle um, and you know a lot of matches going on like everyone loves thunder. Um, in AEW, and every or not everyone, but a lot of people love Thunder in, in AEW, and a lot of people love Miu in, in in Tokyo Doji Pro Met shows. And like, even while that being said, like Thunder Rosa, and Summer Sun Princess, like she got her she got her own cheers, and she got you know her streamers, and people remembered her from when she was you know the international princess champion in two thousand twenty. Right, and the same thing happened here. Like she, Miyu came out, and she had her own. Not nearly as big as uh, Thunder, but she had her dueling chance of Miyu and in and, and Rosa, which is uh, gotta say that should be considered a success given like the size of Tokyo Joshi Pro. So right. you know people had like in the world, and I, I see uh Zeku, uh Zekumaki pointing out like uh, I was thinking of names and I mentioned all like if if, if I, he mentioned Mayu, like I, I think people will be chilling the Mayu thing because like we saw her having to work Kelly Klein, so I was like oh, okay we've seen her coming <laughs> match before. <laughs> or, or okay or just meteor match for so but uh, yeah like uh but yeah like on a bigger stage yeah i, I guess so but yeah um yeah like people got is like let that shit go like we know this like you know the standard and level of their wrestling is not as high you know that like they're not going to get i don't know 17 minutes to go do their thing on national television that's unrealistic to expect for someone that's so absolute that's someone is also like,
0: they weren't gonna like drop it in the main event slot i saw a lot of people clamoring for for this to you know main event over Brian Danielson it's like what? Like my 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 first question is like eh, A person or, that has main
1: evented not one but two wrestlemanias over a person that <laughs> over a person that didn't main event summers uh that didn't main event uh a show with fifteen thousand people in it. Or sorry let me phrase it, 1700 people in it. Let, and, let's in Japan.
0: not America in Japan.
1: Like, what are we doing? What are we and talking about? Like, How's this even a discussion?
0: Crying, just crying forever about the 9 30, 9 26 thing. And it's like, do you walk away from the television at that time or something? Like, do you are you not able to to watch the match? Oh, you still are. Got you. maybe um, they think
1: it's like a Pavlovian thing to where like if they put these matches that are not that good at this time right before the main event, then people then believe that that's the time to not watch it. And therefore it's uh becomes like a uh a self self-fulf- a self fulfilling process prophecy or something i don't know but i'm with you like i notice that it's always i notice that it's always at the time but it doesn't mean like i'm less enthused to see the match when it comes on because it's at that dreaded 9 20 time slot I, it doesn't happen with me
0: yeah uh, and, and and i and yeah, i'm with you it's like all right if the numbers went down like i'm sure it's not the time slot because i've seen people pop quarter hours in that time slot like last year the whole elite hangman page program a lot of that was taking place in quarter seven last year like and that's like the most successful television program in the history of the company so it's just like they're not over to that level and you know the the aw women's discourse always reaches kind of a funny place where with grifters and with people that have D- decided to make this a cause. Either that don't care for the the women that think they suck. Um, there's a lot of different like angles on this thing. The one thing that I can say um, is support the wrestlers for one. And it's like I don't know what some of the some of the complaints are. I don't know if they're designed with solutions in mind. So. <laughs> So that's my that's my thing. So like if I'm gonna tell you something sucks, right? And I'm gonna tell you what it is, I'm gonna be like, this is why it sucks. This is what what's really happening. And I'm like, well, you look at the rest of this show, who like we've we've talked about this stuff before. It's like like who are you taking off? Who are you making room for? And ultimately it's a competitive business that I don't think they have to necessarily um sacrifice extra quarter hours for to something that is seemingly losing uh, viewers. And also, they're trying to get the TV deal popping like they're not operating from a place where the money is already secured. So you can just sacrifice every quarter hour uh, under the sun. I know people might not want to hear that, but it's the truth. So um, and, you know, People want to point across, well, well, WWE did this. I'm like, well, WWE had all that stuff secured. Like they were able to waste all those hours on Charlotte, on Sasha, on Becky, on whoever. And they may have I, I get what you mean, but I think waste is waste is a bit harsh of a word. Uh yeah. They were able to sacrifice for, these hours in investing in them, right? All right. Should I say like that? Like, yeah, they, they sacrificed a lot of hours. It sounds a lot yeah. better than wasted. <laughs> they sacrificed a lot of hours investing in them, and they may have gotten two people that are consistent, like quarter-hour draws out of it over over all these years. So, like, I, I, I don't know what the, what the realistic expectation I, is here, but you know, yeah, get your stop ready. I guess if it help yeah, help you feel better.
1: Yeah, I, I um. Yeah, I I really don't have much to say. We've talked about it to death over the years with AEW. It's like, look, do they have a strong women's division? Not really. Do they have some talent there that I think could do, that could uh, be foundational blocks? Yes. Um do I think they'll be able to get through all that stuff with the limited amount of time that they put on their show? It's doubtful. Um so, you know, I just that's just the math. Like my math on it is like are they are they likely to succeed and make this thing you know over the long time over the long term, um be some you know be a big deal um or a significant deal of the programming compared to like uh you know like when whenever like Brit's not on or compared to, when Brit's on compared to when Brit's not on probably not um but whatever like I, I mean what well, Jade also include, be including this map too Jade and Jade and uh, Brit um but. Yeah, like, that's where we are. It ain't gonna change. Like, I don't really think it's the end of the world. I don't really think it's like some dereliction of duty on behalf of the Booker Tony Khan. Uh, I I just think that, like, this is one thing he's not good at so far. Right. And, like, there's no saying it's a perfect Booker. And, like, (laughs) so that's, that's what it is. Do I wish it was better? Absolutely. Um, that's where we are in like, if people like in the criticism is fair, um, in, in a lot of aspects, the one about like what the time slide is where it happens outside of the, the, the Pavlovian thing. I don't really think so, but it's like, we haven't just seen them stuck there all the time. We've seen them in different times. We've seen them, you know, we've seen a main event once or twice. We've seen them, um, in the first hour of a few times before, but we normally see them in that, that, you know, nine 30 ish, nine 20 range. But I don't think, I, I I think that when people talk about like the ratings pattern of it, where it, it falls, there's like, it falls because that's like the ratings pattern of all TV shows are two hours. Like it's going to like AW, the only books where it's like they front load the first, sh- the first hour to shows, and then they have a decent, they normally have a, a main event worth watching. And a lot of times, like, they, it drops after the f- first hour. And then it picks up for the main event if they have a good main event. Sometimes the main event's not good enough and the shit never p- rebounds, period. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know.
0: So, Zekamaki says Tony isn't good at booking the women's division because mainly the things he looked up to growing up is WWF, WCW and ECW. They didn't have a women's division or it was trash. I mean, I think maybe, at this I, I disagree maybe, with that because you can you can just maybe. apply what what whatever to whatever situation. Like you right, to people the people right. working working back there with him. He's right. obviously working with them. He's also turned around like two people that have become stars. So that shows me he does know what he's doing. Like at, to a certain extent. Um I think that it comes down to them stepping up and executing and then like getting the opportunity. But like I said, getting the opportunity is going to be very tough with this loaded ass roster. Like we're looking at one of the most talented rosters in the history of pro wrestling. And, we're talking about uh, a disappointing G1 happening right now, right? The matches that we're on to uh, tonight, the the opener and the close, those were the G1 matches, right? And then mm-hmm. we have Thunder Rosa and Miyu, and no shame to them for for going out there and not having their best night, right? But we're if we swap them out, we throw two other women in there, and it's like, can we consistently expect the pairing like from the women's division to match what the men are putting out? And we saw this at AW Revolution when the two women's matches came on, and it just did not hold up with the rest of the card. And it's like th- there has to be some truth telling here. Like at some point, people have to have to not run from this. Like, yo, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, like someone's got to step up or step aside, as, as John Cena would say. So, um like, yeah, so. From there, um, we got Daniel Garcia taking on Brian Danielson in the main event. I had mixed feelings about this match um, because I I got taken out of it, like through some of the. um, Well, first before that, I thought the work was excellent throughout it, aside from the stuff I didn't like. Um, I liked the fact that Daniel Garcia got a win here uh, over Danielson. They uh, took the route of, you know, Protecting him to an extent, which, you know, is whatever. Like, I think he was protected enough from the fake concussions and shit like that. But, um, it was kind of like, you know, in Jap- Japanese booking, someone's injured, big first match back, lose. Of course, that's a foreign concept to you know <laughs> some people um, who who only watched certain promotions or, or or
1: don't watch sports
0: at all. Like like what do what what do you
1: what do you mean? Like he got cleared by a doctor. Of course, that means that he's one hundred percent where he used to before the injury happened. You know, mm-hmm. we will we never we will never put a pro athlete. Like back onto the onto the playing field, like not exactly like uh at the same level they were before they left off. That never happens. Oh no.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> know, Kevin f- Durant twenty nineteen finals never happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I wouldn't even think um, I wouldn't even think about that. Just like, do y'all not watch football? Do you think do you think these people like you think these people are hundred percent? When they go out here, you know, they miss a few weeks and then they come back out. Do you think that, no, you, or you, no, you do. You think they're, they're like what, what they were before they went in the, in the spring train or that spring training, but went into, uh, into, uh, uh, oh my God, what is the word? Mini camp. Really? Really? Okay.
0: So, um, from there, um, Garcia, uh, Basically Garcia and Danielson have a really hard hitting match. At some point, Danielson starts selling like he has a concussion and all that. And I immediately spot it and I'm like, yep. fuck this. Like I and it's not I'm not safety policing this or anything like that. I'm not bothered that he or sickened that he tried to do this in pro wrestling. I just this thought is, it was what you want to see out I of Daniel sucked.
1: This is the only you see out of Brian Danielson. You want to see him get up and uh, you want to see him get up and fight. You don't want to see him like just sell forever.
0: Like that. And then, like, they they do that whole thing. And then he does the DDT to the floor on the outside of the ring. Daniel Garcia being a fan of Bill Watts, ripping up the mat, straight concrete out there. DDT's on concrete for the commercial break, right? (laughs) And I see this, and I'm immediately Jake the Snake, Ricky Steamboat, thinking, like, yeah, Steamboat wasn't seen for months after this. Brian's back up fighting immediately, and I'm just like, fuck this like i like like i don't have to like be just because it's Brian danielson like i don't have to just sit there and watch that and be like it was great like no like i thought this didn't make sense i thought this was like i thought a lesser wrestler or a lesser um uh a lesser uh statured wrestler would be ripped to shreds for doing this uh they would be told they didn't know how to work they would they would be told like you know you need to do whatever, like you're, you're exposing the business. You'll, you'll be doing all this stuff. Right. And I saw this yeah, and I was just,
1: this textbook, this
0: young kid is doing way too much. Right. Yeah. And, and I, th- I thought it was just like, I thought it was, I thought it sucked personally. I was just like, this is like, this is whack. Like I, but they continue working to match. Um Hager comes up uh, out of nowhere, grabs the foot. Uh, there's a big submission sequence. Um. Yes, John Cena versus the Nexus with the DDC spot. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yes. It's exactly what the fuck this was.
0: Like, bro. I like, totally
1: forgot about
0: that. Like, bro. Like, I saw this and I was like, uh, I'm looking for the timeline. I'm looking for anyone to talk about it, right? And I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm somewhat reserved on Twitter with, you know, my, my, like, when I really want to go out the window on something, I will, but. I, I didn't see anyone bringing this up I didn't see anyone you know talking about this or whatever and I'm mm-hmm. like all right, I guess I'll just save it for the podcast and then let let everybody you know hear hear it there but um i didn't i didn't like this match so for me i i uh i
1: thought that it was a really good match um and well done i thought that. I didn't like the, the which, as you mentioned, like the the uh, implementation and the selling throughout the match of. Uh, Danielson has been gone with an undisclosed injury, but you, a smart wrestling fan, knows that when people don't disclose the injuries, we assume that it's either COVID jail or you're in a hyperbaric chamber getting your brain uh, un you know fixed up, right? CTE things. Uh, right. so then Danielson then does all these spots to make you think, Oh my God, this guy, this guy is out here with a, with a, with drain damage and uh, <laughs> Garcia's is out here going to town on him. And, and, and then, because it's like, okay, so you're playing on, on the smart fans perception and them always having this weird thing with his, with his brain. Cause he had to retire for a year or was forced to retire for a year and change because of, because of his brain. Um,
0: CTE is <laughs> goddamn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can't finish the show without you He's laughing at the fucking uh Twitch stream uh oh, comments. The
0: Twitch, the Twitch comments are only getting greater. So, Shout out to you guys. So,
1: uh, <laughs> so yeah, like for that part of me it was kind of like it was an eye roller, but the match was great. I, I, I or really great, good, whatever you want to call it. Um, so. But then the finish happens where it's like, okay, so obviously the excuse is Danielson, he's fighting underneath because he came back too early whatever else. Just like we talk about a Japanese book, right? And the next thing I know, a fuck, you know, they get back in the ring, and then a foot grab, or arm grabs uh, Danielson, and you're like, what? And then Danielson loses, he passes out without tapping, as you mentioned, this is the second one of what will be a third one on this taping, um, where someone gets tapped or someone uh, loses via ref stop without tapping out, um, and then it was revealed that Hager um, interfered. So it was like, okay, so Garcia, after you have given this man, I, I don't even know how many main events on Rampage
0: over more the more than like, anybody last since year. he's debuted.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tons of interviews or tons of main events. All these spots where he's a number two or number three in a faction like JSH or JAS. He was number one guy in, um, in basically like the, the Buffalo Boys clique or whatever it was. Or not Buffalo Boys clique, but him with the 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. He, you know, he has an upset win over Kingston all this shit. Yada, yada. Flash forward to today. Winning for and, months. Right. You know, uh, you know, it has to get, you know, gets rolled up to, to, uh, by Will or you to the biggest, you know, the biggest star in the business in the words of Rich. And like, we get to this point and like, you want to put him over, but then like, by you doing one, Danielson is actually really like back too early with a, a injury. Um, and then we have another guy help him fucking cheat. Like, you put him over, but you didn't actually put him over. So it's like, for me, like, got in the way It's like, how much, how many condos do we need to put on Brian Danielson? Like, and it feels almost like Danielson came back, he wanted to put over uh, Garcia, and he wanted to tell the story about it, about the brain thing. It would have been perfectly acceptable as for why he lost his match, right? And then it's almost like, it feels like either somebody or more civilly, con was like, nah, bro, I paid you too much money, you'd be losing to Dan Garcia. You got to also have someone else help him too. Two on one also. And then Danielson was like, fine, fuck. And then went out there and had the match. And, like, for me, I'm, like, sometimes matches are just, just really cool and there's matches just to do, right? And that's fine. Other matches are the point of, like, showing people's, or changing people's trajectory, right? This one was neither a cool match nor changed anyone's trajectory, and that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, but, like, I see the, 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 I saw the cage match rating for this, and I was, like, you thought this is one of like the fifty best matches in the world this year so far, really, really. Look, look I like. Da- I look, I love Daniel Bryanson, or sorry, Bryan. i sorry, Brian Danielson. This is the first time I've done in a minute. Uh, I love Brian Dangleson as much as y'all do. I, you know what? I love him enough not to lie. This match was not. This was. This match wasn't as good as fucking like Daniel Bryan uh, versus Kenny Omega. Or Daniel Bryan versus, or, or first in beginning of the year, just Adam Page. This isn't a, mm-hmm. like what, what? Why is this? That, why is this so high of a rating? What are y'all doing? This wasn't as good as him and Moxley yeah. from uh, from uh what's it called? Or no, get out of here. It was a very good match. You want to call it great? I, I'm not gonna argue with you, right? It wasn't my cup of tea, but I understand why it went off for people in that way. Uh, Adam, like, is one of the very, very best matches of the year. No. Nah. Get out, get out of here. Get
0: out of here. Like I can recognize the the work and you know the, the match layout and you know some of the stuff, but like, there was just things in the match I just couldn't get past. Like and and I thought there was a some double standards going on here. Um This wasn't yeah. like this isn't even
1: the same league as like Osprey and Dax uh from, from a couple months ago. Not even the yeah. same league. No. Yeah. Or Kyle O'Reilly and, and Ray Phoenix. Some shit like that. Like no. Just no. I understand it's a different type of match. Like, no. Even still, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we've got a lot to get to though, so I'm gonna punt on um, rampage, but um SummerSlam. So um did you catch the whole show, James? I watched all I- of SummerSlam, unfortunately, oh. yes. Okay, so I caught the opener, I caught the everything from the tag match after. so I'm missing the middle portion, but um, the, the stuff tag, I saw.
1: The tag match is at like the back half of the show I thought.
0: Yes, because like I got home uh, from we were out with uh, Jeremy and I, I tuned it in. And I was in the middle of the tag match. Okay, so I watched the rest of the show live that night. Gotcha. I caught Bianca and Becky.
1: Okay, okay, so you missed the, um, begin,
0: the beginning part. Okay, okay.
1: All right, so let's go match my match real quick. Oh, overall thoughts of SummerSlam. My overall thoughts of SummerSlam are, I wish very much that I had not watched this thing straight through without fast-forwarding. Um, they're, like, regardless of whoever is at the helm right now or will be in the future, SummerSlam would, had to suffer from the same exact issues that every WWE hit review does, which is the pacing is atrocious, atrocious. They put, I can't even say atrocious, right? But they, they, they keep fucking up putting all this shit that does not belong there. in these shows to pad the, the, the runtime for no reason other than, uh, what do they call it? Uh, eyes on the, on the product or whatever else on a, on the on hours. A, yeah. Hours, whatever watch time, watch time. Yeah. If you will, it's, it's awful. It's, 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 annoying. And like, if these shows were distilled down to what actually is there, if you just fast forward through this stuff, instead of being, you know, a sucker that watches live, um, your experience is so much better. And I got to say, if your experience is better watching it on delay than watching it live, your experience sucks. That's period. I don't give a damn what it is while I'm watching um so um just want to say that from there as far as the match by match breakdown of this show i don't know how you can get away without saying this was a good show um as far as like some of the stuff that's happened as far as their booking and protection for people or whatever else it's it's still a WWE product that's still in the changes over for get away from Vince. And then like from all accounts, like this is still, Vince's like, this show is still everything that was laid out for what Vince wanted before he, you know, quote unquote retired. Uh, but like, uh, I think depending on how people feel about the main event, they either thought this was a good show or, or as far as wrestling wise, bell to bell, they thought this was either a good show or a very good show. I am on the I after what I saw from Stardom on Saturday and uh, Sunday, I can only say it was a good show.
0: I'm kind of mixed. I I don't know like what whether it was good or bad. It was in the middle kind.
1: Oh, of. Oh, the pacing was awful. If you
0: want to say it, it wasn't good just because the pacing along, I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you because the all, it
1: was horrible. There was like a the there was like twenty I minutes saw. before the end of the some sem- sem- main event in the in the main event. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, lots of video stuff. Um and I like I said, I got there during the tag team title match. I'm glad that, you know, the the they didn't all right. The Usos Industry Properties had a match that was only to a certain level to where people could not even start lying on Twitter like, you know. What did they, I do? Mean? No, Let's say the young bucks didn't have to worry about trending tonight. Uh, so I, I don't even
1: remember what I gave that match as a rating. I don't even know. I, it may have been good. That's what I said. It, it maybe was good. Maybe it was good. But yeah. like once, like they get like I don't know how qu- quick they went to fucking uh, one of Usos slapping on the chin like and I was like, "Are you fucking serious,
0: bro?" I saw this oh, right.
1: Slapped slapped. Uh, are we just gonna jump around or are we gonna go match by match? Which one? What do you We, want to we do? should
0: jump uh I I just wanna look at the the top three and then that, okay. talk about okay. the women's okay.
1: match. Okay. All
0: right. Um so the the Usos and the the street Profits, Jeff Jarrett's the ref. Um Jeff Jarrett's Never still the fucking finish gun show. Did, yes, didn't play for the finish. Don't know why he was there. Uh, whatever. He was there simply. So last month they did a disputed count for Jeff Jarrett to count the finish clean as a sheet this time. When I saw this, I was like, the Street Profits have to go to hell now, right? Yeah. Like, what What else is there for them? They should have switched the titles to the Street Profits. And I'll say it again. Especially. The better, the after- better team. Is the street profits out of these two
1: after that entrance when they come out with the with the cheerleaders? Like you know, everyone knows about Montez and Bianca's Bianca's marriage. Bianca came out and was the best fucking baby face you ever you'll ever see in front of her in her home state. They loved her to death. She came out in fucking chaps. We'll get to that in a second. But they come out. uh, The street profits come out with with the Titans cheerleaders. They're wearing Titans colors. They have the Street Profits uh, logo in the shape of the Titans' fire uh, mm-hmm. uh, pin logo. We're good to go. We're ready. It's time. Right? Like, I understand that they've been tag champs before, but these are the uni- or I don't know. They're not unified, but they're the double tag uh, things right now. It's a double tag match or whatever else. The Usos have had these belts for like three hundred and something days, like three hundred and seventy some, seventy something days or something Like or one sets one sets of the belts. I don't know when they won the second one. Don't know. Don't care. Not gonna get into it. Whatever. But they've been the same forever. They're stale as all hell. They've been out in the sun. They've done this forever. Like they're just goons right now. To just make Roman's matches and the main event worse at this point. Like they're never gonna make either one of them a single star. They're just a great tag team, and that's what they are right now. And there's no shame with that. But at this point in this stage in the game. If this were any other promotion, we'd be saying they they've done this for forever. We can't like if they're going to be the champions again, it needs to be for a short reign to put over the net to get over new people. They they're on they're on day 100, 300 and something whatever else. There's a team to to put on that's a hot team that could be the the guys that they hand the torch to and the people and and they said or not them, but like the booking committee said no, we're gonna ride with this story of we are making the Usos a tag champions long running because Roman Reigns is the double singles champion, which is like why? That doesn't that that doesn't add to Roman Reigns' star power <laughs> whatsoever. They can just bring the fucking Usos out. Who gives a shit?
0: Like, bro, they didn't wait for Kenny Omega to lose the AEW world title before they took that shit off the of box. It was like, no, bro, it was time for the Lucha Bros. Are like he-
1: I don't even want to do the, I don't even want to do the comparison or whatever else. It's just like fundamentally, what the fuck do, uh, the Usos in 2022 without the prospects of some, f- the very last New Day, uh, title feud, do they serve other than to serve up and help put over the next, the next crop of tag teams right now? Few with them, you know. Go, go one and you know, go one and one, and then the and the the the, uh, the young team wins at the end of it. Sure, fine, but they have beaten them the, the, all year.
0: They, didn't the they beat them? In, things,
1: didn't they beat them on day one?
0: Uh, they fought the new day at day one.
1: You're okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, but, I'm confused with the with the different black team. Like the
0: the the only use I could see for the usos right is if they feel like they've elevated these guys. I'm not saying that necessarily they did, but if they're your champions, your long running champions that have been in the company for over 10 years, all right, use them as a dream attraction at this point, right? Have them fight singles guys and like, you know, matches like, you know, like where the the singles per or the, there's two singles guys that have to team up and then face the USOs and make it like a big deal like that, while somebody else has the belts because the belts, as you mentioned, like I can't tell you when, I can't I can't tell you like any classics or anything or. A, a narrative they're trying to establish, other than
1: there is no the narrative is
0: Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns the,
1: yeah, the yeah, the the narrative is Roman Reigns is so great that his two goon cousins are also the tag champs. That's it. It's not. It's not anything about the tag team division or the Usos as a tag team. It's, it's almost like all that shit y'all saw them do in 2017. nay hey man, fuck that. Like it's all about Roman Reigns and in sucking the dick of Roman Reigns. And like, look man, <laughs> Roman Roman is great. <laughs> We don't have to do this to, to, to elevate Roman because it, it ain't doing a damn thing for Roman Reigns other than he has two heaters. And you can have heaters without the belts.
0: Right. Um, so, yeah. Just a, just a all right match. <clears throat> um, Double J was the gun show, though. Um, and <laughs> still capable, kind of, as we saw a day later. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship match. James... I have two packs ready. I've been talking about two packs tonight and James, all I want to know is why won't they let Liv Morgan win? James.
1: I'll throw it up. I'll throw up the lob. But Rich, they did let her win. What are you talking about? She beat Ronda Rousey. One, two, three in the middle of the ring.
0: Well, you see, James, winning and losing goes beyond what the finish says. Was this the action of a winner? Was retaining the championship by stupidity of a referee? Like uh, something honorable, something to be proud of. Was Ronda Rousey being too dumb to realize her shoulders were on the mat after Liv Morgan through some of the most terrible strikes that I've ever seen in the history of wrestling, in under a five minute match, this thing was a disaster. But um, but
1: but Rich Ronda's not dumb because Ronda made the person tap out before she actually like got
0: pinned. She got fucked. Rey Mysterio in two thousand six thinks he was strong, but compared to this, yeah, like um, this is a yeek. This is um, I, I don't I don't know how they keep making the bit better for me, James. Like if she would have just lost in three minutes and got squashed and Rhonda turned heel in the process, that would be less damaging to live than what this was. Because at least it'd be like martyr booking. This would be like this is like, oh, y'all really don't believe in her. Y'all really have no confidence in her. This is the type of booking that makes people not believe in the baby faces anymore because this is a geek. This is like um, people keep gassing this shit up and they need to stop. And all this is this is just another reason to not be proud and to realize why Liv Morgan will never win. And people just. They're they're just so happy she's the champion, but it's make believe. It's not real. Like, look at this offense that that she was able to land in this match. She she
1: okay. So in like a four and a half minute or nearly five minute match, she probably had like two. If we were to, if we were going to like uh, judges like a UFC fight, right? Like she probably had two moments of significant uh, or significant offense, right? Uh, but outside of that, Ronda Manhandler whooped her ass. And um, had her on the verge of tapping out multiple times. I think on the third time, she stacked a rod on her shoulders. And then before she even hold out the hope of um, getting to the three count, she gave up before uh, she even get the three count. Man. Um, Yeah, this is. And then after the fact, um, Ronda was pissed because she got screwed over. And then she beat Lib down, which is a heel Snaps move. Snaps and whoops her. Which which is a heel, which is a heel move. And then they let her beat up the ref too, which is a baby face move because we don't give a fuck about authority. <laughs> and it's like, what what do you want from Wanda Rousey? Do you want her to be a heel or not, or a baby face or what? Oh,
0: they they definitely wanted her to be a heel now.
1: Well, now because um, yeah, back early in the show, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah but even though we even month.
1: though they might be might have a smoke because we don't know how bad her shoulder is, she might be gone. She he might not be able to make it back for WrestleMania
0: the undergetting of Ronda Rousey should be studied in wrestling booking university, because yeah. man she came out, out and her pop fuck she, about this woman. she came
1: out and her pop was like, pathetic absolutely pathetic this this is one of the biggest pay-per-view draws in the history of American fighting
0: but and all she I'm came, told she is came how out,
1: she came out here in the, and she came out here and she got a pop like the level of like Baron Corbin
0: but but you know it's amazing when you juxtaposition.
1: Um, Not Happy when, Corbin, Baron Corbin.
0: When you talk about what Ronda was when she entered this company, and all I'm told is how much WWE cares about the women, how well they book them, how how well they you know do all this stuff. But like Ronda comes out, and no one could give a fuck in 2022. Yeah, no she, one has an answer for this. She's
1: killed off. She's, she's killed off that much of her goodwill, and she has killed off in uh, like in WWE's booking her the way they booked her has killed off like the fans goodwill or, or them wanting to see her like when they did all I don't that know why sh-
0: they, like, I don't know why they would do this to this match to her like where she to where they do yes where where they do like the tap out there they have her on the mat and it's just like you know your shoulders are on the mat move like you hear the referee counting
1: that, that is the only time look man I, has Ronda lost clean yet
0: Mm, WrestleMania got what about rolled WrestleMania? up. WrestleMania, she got rolled up. WrestleMania thirty-five. Um, that was a
1: disputed finish. Remember, her shoulder yeah, was up.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did that. Um, let's see, they did the the Charlotte cheated this year.
1: She's not being clean.
0: Yeah, and and you're wasting these losses. On her, it's like, yo, stop the fucking the fantasy, stop the bullshit. Um, have Rhonda go over, live, finish the experiment, let the people cry because I I guarantee you they don't feel better about it unless they're just you know. I won't even make further derogatory comments towards them. But
1: look, oh, go ahead, go ahead, sorry.
0: Yeah, like just book. Like, it makes sense. Like, like, make it make sense. Like, you want Ronda to be champion? She's a big star, right? But they don't have this problem booking Roman as a heel. Now, do they? They do not. Um, they could, they could have just had her run had this over with Brock Lesnar
1: when he was a heel. dude did they?
0: They could have run over, Liv, turned her heel in the process, have her brutalize her, do whatever, sacrifice her, and then like you know, you're turning Becky babyface in the beginning of the show anyway. But,
1: but, but, Rich. We can't do that because that would make sense to actually have a top heel for to then have and then have a baby face in place for them to uh, topple that sad hill that they put all this uh, energy into getting all the heat for.
0: So we can't do that. We we got to we did limp
1: even because remember the last time we did this, we got to WrestleMania 34 and we said never mind that. Hey, Brock. Split his head fucking open and then hit him with your fake fucking move and leave and, and waste the last three years of your customer's fucking time. So no, they don't know how to do this anymore.
0: They don't. They, they, they would rather carry on in with a limping lame duck champion to go forward. And it's like, well, why? Like, right. and, now, and then Rhonda no, no, gets a storyline suspension after she's goes away. Right. So it's like, now, she's wh- carrying this belt like a fucking geek, and, now, and it's it's now, amazing. wait till Charlotte shows up. It's it's amazing. Like I, I couldn't script this. The 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 philosophy of Liv Morgan will never win. I couldn't dream of it, of it going better than this. And she's won the title, James, and I'm and I am the one that is still correct. Imagine that.
1: Like it, it's really like, hard for like Dakota Kai. Arrows.
0: Oh, look, you people in the YouTube comments, take your L's, open the packs. Look, it's it's for you.
1: It, it is really hard for Dakota Kai to show up on WWE television and not and not be the biggest geek in, in the division. It's really hard, and they have managed to achieve this with Liv Morgan. And at least Pat Dakota Kai up. is a good fucking wrestler. Pack going up.
0: Man, stop the charity. Stop the charity. That's all I
1: ask. All right. Uh, T-Mess says, uh, turns out the the deaths of two dozen children is bad for publicity, but who knew? Hey, I got to say, uh, she was a Sandy Hook denier well before she showed up in WWE. So, <laughs> like, you can say that. That's true or whatever else. But, like, when she showed up at Royal Rumble 2018 and that crowd popped like that, they, people knew that about her then, too. So... I don't maybe that exi- I don't know how that. I don't know how you do the math on that to say that this is the cause of it when it's like that was the cause of, that was that happened beforehand, not afterhand.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So look, Charlotte will be back soon. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, yeah. World title match. Roman Reigns and Paul. And excuse me, Roman Reigns managed by Paul Heyman. Um, he got involved Ma- in the match, so he he may as well say him too. Yeah on Brock Lesnar and man, the last man standing match. Brock pulls up in a fucking tractor <laughs> with a bulldozer on the front of that shit. I'm like, what? Like, I, I, I see that entrance and I'm like, huh? And Roman Reigns' entrance, by the way, just one of the longest. Like, this is this is Undertaker levels. Like, Undertaker wasn't put, even this low Fuck Like, no. it, it might not even be. Yeah, under, this is maybe worse than Undertaker. It was. Like, and it's just like, yo. I do like the song, though. Like The more I hear it... That's,
1: that's not a problem. The music's not a problem. The problem is, why the fuck does it take you this long <laughs> in the ring? And I, understand, and I understand that the idea is the ability to heat, blah, 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 but it's like, look, bro, Randy Orton and Undertaker didn't, didn't didn't waste this much of our fucking time. And I understand, yes, you're, I understand. I get it. It's part of the whole presentation and package. But this shit, shit like this makes you not want to watch the show, these shows. It doesn't. Like there was a lot of instances, like the, the long, the extra long um, runway, uh, like when the riddle stuff happened with uh, Edge coming out, where it's like, especially the, with the entrance being like crooked to where it's like it, it goes straight out and then it like it goes at like I uh, I don't know, um, a forty-five degree angle to get up into the the entrance way. And like where people like because it's people are trying to run or whatever else to see the time up like when people are coming and they can't see because there's a crowd in front of them from whatever from the vantage from the ring to actually the the entrance. And like there's a whole lot of they'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. They'll be coming around (laughs) like when you like if you watch like uh when Riddle and um Seth met at like the junction point, you can see Seth is clearly like Jogging at like such a slower pace than actual like real running because he no because he doesn't know when like all of a sudden like he's he's up on him and he's running at full speed and there's no time to stop and we end up looking like doofus on 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 air so like it was just a lot of mishaps like that but like that long ass ramp like hey bro I remember he used to do this at the Royal Rumbles whatever cards. else Undertaker Big Show Mark Henry got Brock Lesnar guys that can get blown up really easily. Put Roman in a fucking golf cart and ship his ass down to the ring. N- make it look fly or whatever else, but like you got to. We come on, man. Pick this shit up. Pick this shit up. Like I just, I just watched two of the best shows of the year, um, uh, so far over the weekend. They walked their ass right down to the ring and got to work. I, I don't have like this shit was just awful. This shit was it was I, I fast. This is the only part of the show I fast. I fast forward through the shit. I was like. This is the interest. Fuck that. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But for like the other three hours and ten live. minutes of this match, of this show, I, I sat through it while I was like, this is just superfluous fluff. There's adding to the show to waste my time.
0: Unfortunately, I was live, so I could not fast forward. So I got both of their entrances. Brock pulls up in the tractor, jumps off that bitch to begin to mash. The, dumb, uh, the I dumbest. That.
1: The dumbest. Not Roman, Roman takes all that time to walk down to the ring. Brock pulls up with the fucking, uh, um, with the bulldozer, tractor, whatever the fuck. The the heavy machinery. Ha ha ha. The heavy machinery. Um and Roman Brock does his his you know, his spill, whatever else. He throws the mic. Roman catches it, and that was cool, or whatever else. And he winked at him, and it was cooler. Whatever. And then like he does the match. And I'm like, I remember while watching, I messaged y'all, like in the group that has uh Chad and Sam, and I was like, I was like Roman or Brock had better not have dove on this motherfucker. I know damn well Roman not finna let this motherfucker die on him. While, well, how's the fuck you gonna get down, right? And then sure enough, hauls the belts up, turns around, gets Dove on by Brock fucking Lesnar. I'm like, so Roman's just a dumbass. How's he gonna get down, dummy?
0: <laughs> oh man, um, a lot of this match had last man standing disease. By that I mean lots of waiting around, standing, counting. The same sequences that you've ever that you've seen in every single Bro- Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match, just hitting each other with big objects, objects, steel steps, chairs, whatever they could find ringside, um, just waiting. And I was like, man, aside from small changes in their appearance, if you were to chop up every match that they had that wasn't WrestleMania 31, you wouldn't know the difference and um, all this. And then, like, it just kept going and going and going and going. And then Brock Lesnar, much like Buddy and Blue Chips, gets on the track here, Um and then decides, I'm going to start moving the ring around. And then, like,
1: now, uh, at- before you get there, he puts Roman into the, the oh, scoop yes. part. He he turns it back on. He lifts it up above the ropes and then. You know, I'm looking at him like, okay, so that's like eight foot drop. That's interesting, or whatever else. And then like he keeps lowering it before he actually didn't dump something. I'm like, oh, so mm-hmm. he, he's basically like taking a splash himself. And then and then the way Roman fell, which he can't, Roman can't control this. He he falls and lands basically like he lands on like his knees and feet or whatever. So I'm like, oh, so he just he, he basically just, like took a practice was- tumble off of the top ropes. I don't care, and that Bro, was a that was a two near foot fall, drop. if you will. It was, it was like a two foot drop. I it was, was above like, the ring. It was a no, it's like five because the, the ring ropes are five. So yeah, it was a five foot drop. Whatever. But I mean, that's that's the drop that you take if you were like standing on top of the top rope and then you fell. So yeah. whatever. Uh, and I'm just like, that's lame. He, like I don't know if that's whatever. <laughs> Safety first, but that was lame. It was a waste of time. Um, yeah. And then that's when he starts with Moving the nonsense trying to lift the, up the ring
0: around. Yeah, and then Roman stands up. The rings like weigh the fuck in the air. Yeah. They well at first he blasts the ring and moves it like, you know, ten Probably feet like to the five, left or whatever. Feet, yeah, yeah. And I'm just watching this. I'm like, so the whole point, I, I you can a tweet also out. see
1: you can also see like graves or whoever it was, one of the one oh, of the the, color Jumped people. out the like, way. Jumped out the way, you're like, you ain't finna kill me today, motherfucker. They're like, yep. no, not happening.
0: I, I was like, man. Kill these Brock- fans, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, the pairing of Brock and Roman has nothing left. Like they've exhausted it all, and then this motherfucker hops on a tractor. And I was like, "Oh, that that proves it for sure." Like he's he's decided to um, use the machinery to to make up for the fact that they have nothing else going on here. They they've got to do these these elaborate stunts, and uh, it it was it was something to see, right? But I saw this. I was like, I I couldn't get into it wrestling wise. They had nothing for us, like and from there it devolves into nxt takeover like deathmatch wrestling um to where, like, it's like the the overindulgent stuff where it will never end. Like, they just keep getting up at nine uh, on each other. And it was just like, can y'all end this fucking match already? And then there's like a million run ins. Austin Theory comes out there. They're doing all this stuff to like swerve you to do whatever. And then it just ends in the lamest fashion possible. Um, it it kind of reminded me of like uh, those Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly matches uh when they were going 40 minutes and Oh shit those and, I, I mean look bro and it was just I love. thought that I thought those old matches were way better than this because those actually had
1: involved some some semblance of wrestling and didn't have a million run-ins and and bullshit like uh, like a cat like a possible cash in stuff and I didn't have mm-hmm. to see it I didn't have to see both Usos get dumped on their fucking heads and I'm like horrified as if like as if like the you know thinking about Big E so I, mm-hmm. you know I, I I I get where I get I get where you're saying I, I just I, I can't put my myself in the mind frame of thinking like those are the same matches but I will say this like imagine you book a ticket or imagine you being a wrestling fan or WB fan whatever you want to call it and you book a ticket to Nashville Tennessee for the weekend and you buy yourself some thousand dollar fifteen hundred dollar ticket to sit uh, at the ringside. And you and you're a fan of the big dog, right? You're a fan of the the country boy, whatever you, whichever one, whatever. Who gives a fuck? And you have paid uh, room, board, and flight, and ticket, and all that kind of stuff for this weekend, for the second, for the third biggest show in uh, pro wrestling of the year. And you get to the main event, the reason why you showed up, right? And in the middle of a forty minute match at like the. I don't know, the 35 minute mark, however long the match went. Like, with basically like 10, 12 minutes left, a motherfucker raises the, <laughs> the ring up at an angle, and you are now from, you are sitting, you are a floor seats two, you are an obstructed, an obstructed view, and you, like a jackass, have to spend all that money, have to look at, up high and crank your neck up to look at the Titan Tron for the last 10 minutes of one of the biggest matches on the biggest shows of the year
0: amazing that fucking sucks that, that is a horrible sucks. experience i would imagine um like yeah. you spent all that money to be
1: i don't know why people do this right like personally like when i buy a ticket to a show i'm trying to be on the same side as the camera so that i can see the camera's view because they're working towards that side people like being on camera people want to be famous i, I don't i don't uh, Or want to be seen that's where, not famous that's the wrong word people want to be seen that's where they uh, they're going for I don't I don't want that shit, right? People pay that money to get on that side, and then once you get on that side, you spend all that money. They raise the fucking root can or uh ring up and now you can't see shit to, uh for the closing stretch of the match. The biggest show or the biggest match in the show. That's that's that that fucking sucks. I understand it's a creative idea with the rose from the TV perspective, but the live audience suffered greatly from that one. That one that sucked.
0: This was a big spectacle. Um, this was, it certainly like, was like, I didn't, it didn't work for me on that level, but I, people loved this thing. Um, what was it like I, four and a
1: half? Was a cage match? Something like that? Oh, like four and a half? I couldn't imagine
0: match? giving this four and a half, but yes, I think same. it's like 8.5, 8.6, something like, something like that. that. It's like 8.6. And I'm month. like, uh, no. Same. Um, and they, like like I said, at the end, they were like rock and Roman, I think they got up like four times each um for the uh the ten count.
1: you kind of out that far
0: bro I, eight nines. bro I swear bro i i don't know the exact number, but it felt like at the at the end part, when they were working on that little side of the ring, they each got up like four times um <laughs> and Austin Theory's running out there and it's just like, he's, his he hoed completely. Um, the Usos are getting dumped on his shit. Paul Heyman is getting slammed. He F5 like-
1: onto a table, which like, look, I understand they have billed this as the last Roman and Brock match. Uh, I am, I'll believe it I'll believe it when I don't see it for the rest of my life, whatever. But like Roman getting, or, uh, Brock F5 and him, like, I don't look, I, there's nowhere else to go from other than put him in a shark cage or put him up on some scaffolding. Right. <laughs> Right, there's nothing else. The only other thing to do with Haman is put his ass up a little more high so he, the threat of him falling through or falling yeah. off. Uh, there's nothing else to do. So, like, if I were, so if you, so if you were to believe them that this is it, this that they get a good enough job with Haman to say, all right, this is it. There's no way they're doing
0: anything more with Haman. So, um, they bury Rock. Just ends up buried a bunch of uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and then, a, then a, like they just a, count. It's a, it's a last they count to ten, 10 with, with him like, standing
1: on top of shit that he's underneath, and it's like, how is that? legal why, would, why, why, no why would the rough count that you, why would the rough be able to count that like ain't, you dumping shit no, on top of them and they can't get up fine you, you standing on top of said shit that shouldn't be able to go
0: yeah I don't I, I don't know like but but it ended really quickly and it was just like it was over like they just counted them out and like Romarin standing on top of them and then I'm like wow Romarin wins <laughs> again
1: Black Street you said that Uso's carried out Paul like he was like he was burning <laughs> 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 I missed that. I, like once that match ended, I turned the shit off. I'm like, I'm not. I don't care about the finish or the celebration, with pyro afterwards. I Bro, was like, the same oh, it's over. Like Roman
0: Reigns holding both belts in the camera. It's, it's the same thing. It's
1: no, like, I'm just saying that I missed like the the the, the like. I guess there was a the visual of like of of like Paul selling like the injury because Paul after after the table spot, the after the table, Paul never moved. The rest of the, the rest of the match. Mark.
0: Right. My, my one, my job is done. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying I miss that part because I probably would have popped it in. Like the idea of he's out here, you know, oh my god, I'm fucking dead twenty minutes after an F five. Like that's funny. Uh,
0: but yeah, uh Roman wins. Um cool. I don't know where you go from here. Uh oh, I guess he's uh, facing true. uh Drew McIntyre. Uh, yeah, man. Triple A's trick, y'all is just Roman must pose. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, <number> eight, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same shit. Um, I, like I said, uh, big spectacle. People say it's a very fun match. I watched it. I was bored through like a lot of it, and then I just watched all the shit happening. I'm like, they are going so far to try to make this epic, and it's just not gonna fly for me.
1: I don't know what I'd rate it, because um, one, like, it's hard. To- it is a pro wrestling match, yet it certainly was not a pro wrestling match. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I always struggle with like matches like this, where the, whether it's like stadium stampede or whatever nonsense match that you know that people are coming up with to you know blade or whatever else. So like I always struggle with that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, man. It was it it like it wasn't it it wasn't bad. It went long. Um, there were times where I felt bored while watching it. Um, at times, it felt re- repetitive when like. One of the near falls was Roman, you know, running, you know, runs a belt shot, a running belt shot in the gets. And then he's like, all right, I got the answer. I'll use the other belt and that'll work. It's like, do you think, do you think one's made out of like cotton candy and the other one's made out of titanium? Both of them, neither one, put that shit down. This shit ain't gonna work. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, it was fine. It was fine. It Like, was it worth the time that it went? Absolutely not. Yeah, so, they could have you know, that that's kind of, that's kind of where I am on it. Like, I don't really have a rating. I, I dread saying this. I would have to watch it again to give it a rating, which means, oh my I God. Gonna, it, which means it ain't never getting to rating for me. It I ain't, ain't watch never getting shit ever again. Hell no. Hell no. Are you <laughs> kidding me?
0: Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. This opened the show. Um, Bianca came out tasseled, you know, rated to team <laughs> with Matt Nick, you know. Um, Becky came out. Uh, I think she was in some type of orange get up. Um, if I remember right, orange and red or something like that. It,
1: it was uh, it was various colors of orange and red and yellow. It was very summer sam SummerSlam colory. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. So uh, they came out. It was still like daylight during all this, so this was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, they worked really hard in this match. I thought um, this is this is cool. Um, this was Bianca. I'm just watching them, just like in awe of her, and just seeing all the abilities that she has. Strength wise, speed wise, moving side to side, which is an, a, a not really talked about aspect of lateral quickness. Yes, uh, of wrestling. Because, you know, a lot of people just move in straight lines and shit like that and forward, backward, but, you know, side is or avoiding people. Like she's got a combo, I think, unlike any woman in this country's history, like personally. Um, and I thought she was excellent in this match. She really. I, this kind of felt like a good John Cena match uh, for me, like, Ooh. and th- this felt like a good but was John you, like, Cena match. Like Crossbody, yeah. Like I was like, man, that's like that. That feels like it's Cena, like, and I, she like I thought it was great. Um, and I saw this match, and I was like, damn, like they they were creative down towards the end. Or there, there was a little bit of sloppiness, but it was like you know enough to it wasn't enough to throw things off, but um. I thought this was a really good match. I'd probably go, like, four stars on it. Um, I think that it was much-needed closure because despite the fact that we were supposed to act like she didn't already beat her at WrestleMania, SummerSlam was the place last year that they did all this Mm -hmm. shit, and they wanted to make it, like, a nice round number. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, um, she she basically gives her the KOD, pins Becky. Um, After that, you know, they shake hands and all that. And then the person who carried the industry
1: so Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't it uh, finished? Like, uh, Becky was going for like a second rope manhandle slam. It gets turned into a second rope Spanish, Spanish fly. fly. And then the Spanish fly transitions into the KOD, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, and then the, oh, the person... Quick, let me real
1: let quick, me let me get my two cents in here. Yeah. I thought the first half of this match was... Was all right, and then like the last half of the match was like really great. And like, I'm with you, i probably give it four flat. Um, I think that it's in a weird way, it it's the same, it kind of has the same thing, even though like Becky had an injury in this match. Like, it reminded me a lot of their match at WrestleMania, except the match at WrestleMania was just better. Like, it took like instead of it taking half of the time to get into gear, like it took like the first third of that match to get into gear. This one took a whole half of the match to get into gear. Uh, But yeah, so I gave that match four and a quarter. I gave this match four. But either way, um, great match between uh, another great match between these two. And like, for all the people that have said shit about Becky Lynch and like, they don't think she's actually a good worker, is like all this woman has done since she came back from dropping an album is have good ass big matches. Um, So, like,
0: she better than Charlotte at this point? Of late or over their careers? I would say of late. like
1: Oh, ab- know, of what, late? What absolutely.
0: Like, I guess since she dropped Album.
1: Absolutely. Like Charlotte has one great match to her name this year, I think, and that's a match with Naomi, and I get F4 stars. Um, but like Charlotte has been a fucking mess in the ring the last, like, Almost two years, year and a half, something like that. Like just, like her, like her bust rate is like just like shocking for somebody that like has been as good as she has been like for
0: like probably since I was fourteen. Hold on, Jenny Buss's Twitter got hacked. What happened? Please let me know in the comments. Um. Uh. So yeah, like I just um, like Beck, I, I think that oh, you know, no, not the PS Five, not not that one. Y'all playing right? So um I I don't know what to do with the Jenny Buzz got
1: a hack thing, but uh I just think like over the last uh with Becky anyway, like I think that she has answered a lot of critics that were like really hard on her at like post WrestleMania thirty five and everything and like she she came back and like she she is I feel like she shut up a lot of people. I really do. Um now uh I guess now we can move on to um the aftermatch. After post match after, yeah. stuff.
0: So, so the person who uh carried the industry's music hit, <laughs> uh her unrecognizable music. Um they pop for it. They did yeah, pop for it. They did. I heard it and I was just like, This is soul crushing. Like like that. Oh, it's just like bro. What do they got to do to get her some new music? You know what it reminds um, me of? It
1: reminds me of the Seth music before the music he just got with the with the um with, with the chance thing that you can do because it's <laughs> like when he was like the cult leader, like it's the yep. same thing. Like, is this just generic like placeholder music? It is like Bailey never got her placeholder music or never got moved on for placeholder music. This is what she has now, and it's like this sucks.
0: Yep, she comes out. She's takes wearing her forever, white. To be
1: honest, her ring because it's big ass entrance.
0: Yep uh then after that dakota kai comes oh out. sorry
1: sorry we forgot the whole part becky i didn't know she separated her shoulder at the time uh but oh like, yeah becky at the end was like this is the better woman whatever she cut my hair we went through all this shit the last you know year or whatever else but like she's a better woman i have been bested something that like this is also another part when we talk about the charlotte stuff this is something charlotte would never fucking do but um i have been bested i have been beaten whatever um, I could not. I couldn't pop, you know. And she shakes Bianca's hand, and like Bianca makes his face. Like she made the face like this when Sting you say like, "If you screw me, I'm gonna get you." And she's like, "You better not. She, you better not fuck me when I when I shake your hand." And she shook her hand. And, like you can see Becky like Bianca like really wanted to embrace her, and it was really cool. And then um, and then like Becky left the ring, and she went out towards like the scorekeeper or the uh, time. Uh, Keeper's table exit to get out And um, then uh, Bailey's music hits
0: Yes Um, Bailey's out there Um, Everyone's happy to see her She's talking a bunch of shit Can't really hear what she's saying But then Dakota Kai's music hits And it's like Hold on, what's she doing here? And then, of course, Graves has to drop the line. I didn't think she was under WWE contract. It's like, then why is she here, Corey Graves? Um, she came out looking like Sindel, um, <laughs> like she's got the More two combat. different colors. Yes, she's got the the, the, the the two different colors hairs. Um, it's like, okay, she's here, and all of a sudden you start hearing that 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 alarm and that eight oh eight, and it's like, oh, EO's here. So Eo comes out and EO is dancing like a jug in, in the um in the entrance. Um I saw her and I was like, oh, EO's here. And then like they're like, uh, EO Sky. So um and they've changed her name to I Y O Sky. Mm. Um, I see this and I'm like, well, EO Shirai stuck in in WWE. Great. Um, so <laughs> whatever. Did, um, I,
1: look, I, I I know a lot of people got themselves uh, excited that she was she the possibility that she was going to return to stardom or whatever else. I, I mean, it felt like she had been out for so long, and like stardom is so different than than it was now. And like, if she were to come back and be a um and be like an everyday wrestler and not like a part-time wrestler, like how Kyrie just does like uh pay-per-view tags. I don't know how that's going to go because like she has never been in stardom. and wasn't like the ace. So like she comes back like while the locker room has that respect for her. The company is so, is it such a different space where like, they have fans that are like that aren't that don't, Really have any attachment, or maybe you don't even know who EO or Kyrie is until e- Kyrie just came back. So it's like, you know, you have to reintroduce her, and it's also like, all right, so what is so what does that mean for your like your three year you know your three year plan, if you will, right? Like mm-hmm. you throw that shit out the window if EO shows up, but it's like, then you have to like do so much stuff to get her reestablished and over with this crowd and this new fan base that you never had before, like so. Instead of, so like, it's not, it, it's not, I'm not heartbroken. I would, granted, like there's, I would love to see another her and my match or her, or Thunder Rock, um, reuniting or, or freedom being back together. I would love nothing more than to have that. I might even look right now. am on my phone or like am on my Twitter account. Like I got Bumby, Pimp C, big boy in, and, and Andre from international players club. Like as my header, that's I've had that shit for years. That might come down if freedom ever reunites. Right. It might come down Ooh. to put up, yes. Yeah, so I'll turn it to that connect. I'll turn. I finally turned and reach my final form as the Joshi fan that has that, that has headers for jo, other Joshi, on. I might I might complete the transformation finally. But that being said, like I'm not broke up or whatever else, because like EO didn't seem like she really wanted to leave. She just wanted to be on the main roster, and they never want to put on the main roster. Now the person that wanted to put on the main roster is in charge. She be on the main roster, so she got what she wanted. I'm happy for. her.
0: So, these three are together kind of in a group. Um, they the new st- freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, wa- they walk over, um, you know, to, to the ring, they, and they just stare down um, Bianca, and then Becky gets in, and they're face-to-face, and they all just stare at each other some more, and stare, and nothing happens, and then... Whatever, but this whole thing was about sending a message. Like they wanted to do an angle uh, to open up SummerSlam to have people go crazy. And man, they Triple H got them. Got them like these people were starving. Like the, the way they acting online, like it is is unbecoming right now. <laughs> what are they doing? It is. It's not even the fans I'm talking about. It's the wrestling media. My God, wipe wipe the side of your mouth, please. Um, it's bad. Um, but yeah. Um. But aside from that, I heard good. <laughs> refu- I, I heard good reviews from uh, Logan Paul's performance. I saw like a little uh, GIF clip going around uh, where Miz is actually in uh, all the right spots, kind of, and um, it, and Logan Paul is doing his thing. Heard that one over well. Look here, man. Um, they did this match. And
1: people want to give credit to The Miz for being in all the right spots and doing everything that a motherfucker that has been on professional wrestling television for for, uh, over a decade um, uh, should be able to do uh, as a prerequisite to be able to be on fucking pro wrestling television. Uh, So whatever. Y'all want to, y'all want to, the bar is that fucking low for, for this person. Fine. Whatever. Logan Paul went out there. And did everything about as well as you can conceivably asked me to do, except for sell, a, except for do a decent-looking, phenomenal forearm. But like we're comparing him to doing AJ Styles' move, and AJ Styles is like m- maybe the most like depth and agile uh, pro wrestler I may have ever seen. So we'll give him that. We'll get. We'll cut him that slack, right? Um, he he threw great strikes. He threw great punches, which is hard to fucking do throwing good work, work punches. And I don't mean like he's throwing like the Steve Austin Lawler, uh, Jared shitty throw them shits from, you know, from, from below your belt buckle, uh, swinging them shits, uh, punches like, like a carney. I mean, like them shits actually like they hurt, like he's stiffing people. um, I don't think he was. But I'm saying they look. They look like effective strikes. So he he's doing that. Um, he's his flying is is very well. He did the end of the match was uh, he ends up doing a um, he ends up putting Miz on the announce table and he does the um, the Shane McMahon spot. Except it's not an elbow drop that misses by two feet, and then the camera has covered. He hits him with a uh, Dante Martin montez ford seth rollins frog splash that will not need to be edited and post and fixed and make it look like he connected he landed on that man perfectly and and clapped the table and um i gotta say like i i i really enjoyed this but what i do appreciate is like the part where like we can move on like with Bad Bunny and Ronda Rousey and and Logan Paul and even McAfee, even though McAfee's like match he had later in the show was rough. We can move on from this idea that you have to like have all this experience and do X, Y, and Z and blah 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 to to have a good wrestling match or whatever else. If you remove the guardrails and you are a good athlete, you should be able to excel at this if you give a fuck. And clearly Logan Paul is somebody that is uh, a good athlete and gives a fuck. And maybe from the idea of him doing the fight stuff before, his brother doing the fight stuff before, he's picked up some ideas on how to sell fights through pro wrestling and, and knows how to uh, not speed himself up. And maybe that's with some of the training from the PC on, on how to Fill that kind of stuff up and, and sell because you know they definitely like to tell people to slow down. So he was able to do that. He just like don't whatever. But he he looked he looked very good. I'm not saying he's I don't I'm not saying he needs to, he needs to show up at the five star grand prix next year. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he looked good in the matches he's been in and impressive in a way to allow you. And it's like all this stuff we've heard over the years about X, Y, and Z and wrestlers being and da 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 da. It's like. What about this? What about these? <laughs> what about those? So yeah, like, man. Um, this is going to is gonna go be one of the matches. Sh- this is going to be go one ahead of the and strap matches strap
0: Logan Paul up.
1: This is going to be one of the matches where like, you know, when Vince was out here saying like we can just get actors to be pro wrestlers, this is what he was thinking about. But like he didn't but he didn't realize people want to see fly, like people flying around. He just wanted to see people he thought people wanted to see you know, people sell and show emotion and hit big power moves. Like no fool, you want to see people be athletic, and, Paul, and, and, and Logan Paul is athletic.
0: Look at it. Logan Paul being an RLPWer. It just never fails. It always sort, works.
1: Sort of.
0: It sort always of. works. Moves, baby. I don't,
1: I don't think he's Kamatani necessarily, but like he, he does, he does his fair share of jumping off of shit.
0: Um, you know, <clears throat> strap him up at some point, why not? Well, I mean, I, I think I'd love is, to see it.
1: I think this is his first time, like not getting booed. Cause remember like mm-hmm. they hated, they hated him and they basically stuck. They had Ms. Turner, him at WrestleMania and Ms. got over somehow. Uh, cause they hate that dude so much. So like, I think it's like the first time he wasn't getting booed. So I don't know which way they're going to go with this, but this was a success. This, if the idea was we want him cheered and we want Ms. Boo, this was absolute success. They did the thing with, uh, with um
0: <laughs> Brute Haven says give Paul the Dragon Gate 6 man from Supercar honor 2006 that was great <laughs> Look, you want get, get to get that man gate? a <laughs> get that man a copy of Super J Cup 94 but like see you gonna do all this shit here you know
1: but yeah um this was this was a success like this was I mean we'll get into it uh, in a second but like this was definitely better than the McAfee match definitely but like as far as like people giving that pra- praise to the mids it's like What's the point? Why this match was there, this, like, if you want to say if you want to say like okay someone had to lay this match out with him I guess but like forever, we we ain't never seen a match with Miz that involved this like kind of layout of of fun stuff so I don't know where you get at coming up with that one outside of like the Chompa stuff and the Marie stuff and the finish
0: there is a forever crusade that is going on to legitimize the Miz as this person as a worker as a worker that has been on their screen for 20 years, they have to defend that like all the hours that they've spent watching him wasn't for no reason. He's good. He's actually really good. Like that's, there's a lot of that energy on that.
1: He's not, but that's not even the point of the Miz. That's not what the po- Miz <laughs> wants to do this shit. He wants to wrestle the celebrities or whatever else. He finds that to be more entertaining. His idea wasn't to come out here and go hole for hole like he's fucking Ricky Steamboat or or Pete Dunne. That's not that never was a thing with him. I don't know. So like you guys giving him this props, he don't care about that shit. <laughs> if you want to get props about like he's a great character, a great talker, that shit he actually cares about. Because look at what he look at what he's good at. It's funny.
0: So what we have next.
1: Oh, uh, I don't have the card up, but I think after that was the Lashley match. Lashley, the U.S. time match Theory. Yeah, a squish. Yeah, it's like a five minute squash. Theory hits a, um, survives the onslaught by hitting a couple rolling moves, like he hits a rolling DDT. Um, basically finishes matches. He tries one last roll in. And when he goes for a rolling cutter, Lashley picks him up in a, in a military press, uh, s- slam. <laughs> a military press position and basically like drops him down and then puts him into a hurt lock and he has to tap immediately. But I will say this before the match, Lashley's entrance was basically like at that junction at the the crosswalk or in the entrance out at the aisle. uh, They put him on like on this pedestal thing. And um, this is like right at like sunset. So like it's starting to get just a little dark. So they have him on there and he's basically, you know, he's flexing and, you know, or whatever else, and then he does his pose with the arms folded, and then he does the you know the point, and then the pyro goes off, and I was like, this man looks like a black superhero. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, this fuck this shit looks fucking awesome. Like he looks like a goddamn star. Like you you know we always say something about Lashy. Like we're glad that Lashy gets pushed. He always works hard. Blah 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 blah. Like I don't really find him ultimately that compelling outside of what he has other people say for him or whatever else. But like, if you want someone like a star. Look no people, you know, Star and people looking like stars, or whatever else. Look no further than they put that man on a fucking pedestal in front of thirty thousand people on one half of a stadium. No, that's on the side of the same you saw. And pyro went off. It looked fantastic. So
0: yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out.
1: Yes, it's, it has to be a gift. That shit was too memorable to not be a gift <laughs> or or a meme somewhere or a video of it. Gotta be. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think. What else?
0: Oh, Mysterios. The
1: Mysterio's. So oh my. Okay, so it's uh what's judgment day's name of the uh the, fa- the factual rhea and finn Indeed. and in uh damian priest so it is finn and priest versus they're called the mysterios i was disappointed not los mysterios are you serious whatever whatever neither here nor there but the, the mysterios come down and um they have what is like 95 percent a regular rules 2v2 tag match and it's a no DQ tag match. So people start getting annoyed and they're like, we want tables because it's a no DQ match, but you're working this straight laced. Like it's a regular fucking match you would see in a regular rule setting. So at one point somebody brings out a, 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 a table, or not a table, but a, a chair. Um, the uh, Ray gets the chair back. And then Ray, you know how you will do like the, the, like the, the baseball slot underneath the rope, bottom rope splash onto somebody. Yeah. He did that with the chair on the Finn and I was like, Oh my God, it has to hurt for both of them so bad. Cause Finn has to catch it. And then like, and then Ray has to like, try to like land this thing without like jamming up his wrist or, no, or breaking a wrist or anything stupid. And it seemed like they were able to make that happen, which, you know, I don't know, but like Ray, got a hot tag. Um, and you know, Ray, you know, was Ray just fucking awesome. Still. um, uh, you know, Dominic, he was there and like, it was funny because beginning of the match, like, Balor was chopping him when he, and you know, Dominic, he has like the bodysuit with like the chest protector deals on. It was like, you're, you're chopping a dude with, with, with a chest protector on. That's, just stupid. What are you, Finn, you're dumb. What are you doing? But whatever. Like, um, Rhea is about to finally make a play of the sitting out there basically being like 2022 China. Um, just out there, just, you know, um, but anyway, she, uh, as she's about to do something, music hits, they go to an entrance, there's a crazy entrance, you see fire, and I was like, is this guy, is this Edge? Edge comes up, he's wearing a, a raw looking red, uh, leather jacket, he has, uh, a, he has a black shirt right with a red, uh, coloring on it, and Rich, this is forget that that Tim McConnell shirt from from like a month ago this is a devil shirt there is you know i say it's a devil shirt there's an actual demon on the shirt rich uh, he he has the glasses on you know he always has the teeth hair. he always he's always the hair's cut short um you know like the music wasn't exactly the the brood music but it sounded like the brood the, the brood music i sound like i'm Baltimore, the brood music but uh The brood music came on or whatever else and he walks down this uh fiery staircase and then like he goes running towards the uh towards the ring, but he's in the main entrance and it's a long ass entrance, so people like come around and out and when he comes. So Damian Priest tries to meet him. He basically gives him a running big boot, runs to the ring, gives Finn Balor a big boot. Uh Priest by that point in time got back and followed him back into the ring. So like after he gives uh Balor that spear he turns around, and Priest has now got back into the ring. He ducks under uh, an attack from Priest, bounce, comes off the ropes. Priest came off the opposite ropes, and he gives him a running spear. And then um, Ray hits a... Uh, I think he hits a 619, and then hits, a, uh, hits a di- uh, the dime drop or whatever else he gets to win. But, like, yeah, like it was just a regular rules match for almost 95% of it. There's very little usage of any weapons or cheating, or whatever else. And the crowd like sat on their hands because they wanted weapons or cheating or some DQ element in a no DQ match. What a not, what a, what a shocking concept who could have, who could have foreseen that they were not going to love a, a no DQ match being treated like a regular rules match. Who could have foreseen that?
0: Dom is a luchador in quotes, but moves in slow motion according to black saber jr um
1: i look I think that Dominic isn't good, but I also think that like the the way people slander him is a bit overstated. I think it's unnecessary like I, but I do get like you if i if you were to say like bruh. You ain't nearly as good as your daddy and left out of debt. I think it's fine. But the way people talk about him, like, is if, like, he should, like, quit the business I'm like, yo, relax. Like, I, I feel like y'all are just being, like, way too harsh on this dude. Uh, but whatever. Like, if, I guess if you're the goat's daddy, then you should have some goat tendency. Like, look, man, I don't see people going out here killing Marcus Jordan like this. I just don't. So I'm kind of like, why are y'all being so ruthless on this kid?
0: Well, I, I think the deal with Marcus Jordan is, like, the job has already been done. Like, you know, job finished on that.
1: Oh, well, I meant back then. <laughs> like, when they were at, like, uh, what, were they, were they, did one of them go to UCF? Yes. Yeah, I don't recall anybody, like, you know, hey, kid, you suck. You are nothing like your dad. Like, I don't, people do this to him all the time. I'm like, yo, y'all are, y'all are all too rough. Right. I don't know right, there was no look, social media that maybe it would have tra- happened. I don't look, know.
0: Look how they be going after Bronny. You'll see it. Bronny be really the bad
1: because Bronny's six two, and you everyone know, Bronny's six two.
0: And the thing is, people have have tried to hype him up as this prospect when he is not.
1: He's like the thirtieth best dude in his class, which means like that's not a person you expect to just make it to the league, especially and he does not damage Nobody is going to be uh, coming out of the first out of uh, high school either.
0: So um, we also had McAfee and Corbin.
1: Okay. So McAfee and Corbin.
0: Former Indianapolis Colt. Yeah. Pat McAfee.
1: So, yeah, I mean, so was was Corbin. So Corbin comes down. He's wearing Colts colors because, of course, AFC South Robbery. Um, So I don't know if people noticed that or not, but, like, he came out. They didn't care. And then, like, he is halfway Shock. down. Yeah. He is halfway <laughs> down the, at that, like, that junction point I keep talking about on this, on this, uh, aisle. And, um, all of a sudden, like, a spotlight comes on in the backdrop, like, in one of the sections in the crowd, and it's like a, a male choir, and they start singing, like, bum ass Corbin. Like, bum ass Corbin. Like, some, stuff, stuff, shit like that, whatever, right? So then they go into singing,
0: and I'm like, this is not the concert choir for Judas, it sounds like.
1: R- right. So then all of a sudden, like I'm like, wait a second. Like, this sounds like some weird version of, like, Seven Nation Army. But it's not Seven Nation Army. And then they play his new music. And it's like, how do we make Seven Nation Army without, like, having to pay them any rights or get sued? And it is... It's... It's such a gigantic steep drop off from WrestleMania to this? Like, I, I gave it was just a letdown. He comes out and then like they do the match and they do they do the the all of the ru- the routine stuff that of fly of flipping and flying that McAfee does, whatever else. Where he, you know he he gets pushed off the top rope, he fl- he moonsaults and lands on his feet in the middle of the ring. He. uh he then goes to run up on the uh, run and jump and land on the top ropes. It didn't give like a, um, some type of, uh, superplex, I think, or whatever else. But the thing is like, he's fucking all this stuff up. Like he goes to do the jump to get on back on the, onto the top rope, but he like ends up landing on his ankles and Corbin has to h- luckily hold him up or whatever else. So he can get back in place, get his feet back in place. He goes for a code red at one point, but it turns to a sunset flip, uh, he almost kills himself on a floor dive where he does basically like a um He does a front flip dive, I think. Yeah. And like I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. He he landed on he he his head bounced like a like a ba- basketball on the uh, back of his head he bounced like a basketball on the floor. Um that had to suck. But yeah, like this was his worst performance of all the gymnastics he does in between because he doesn't really know how to wrestle. So it, it like it exposed like all the stuff that people were worried about and all stuff like you did all this. And like, no man, like all the shit smoke and mirrors and like he's in there with Adam Cole and they can work around all that stuff and make a fun match. But when it's come down to two on two and also he's in there with someone that's not that talented the the, the 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 it starts it, getting, it, gets, it, it yeah it, it fell apart in this one so yeah whatever like e for effort but nah man like two and a half or whatever so whatever
0: um so i, I don't think this is this game changing show that i think people were talking on twitter like it was but um it was cool like you know it, it,
1: it comes down to taste like if you like the wwe main events where they you know they blow you know the ring may collapse. The the, the barricade may get broken. A table can get crashed through. Like all the stuff, all the stops they break out in all these, um, WrestleMania, or er, er, uh, pay per view, or sorry, uh, main event stuff that they do in, uh, pay per views. you know, that they've done with Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, or whoever else over the years. If you enjoyed the hell out of the main event, I'm sure you think, like, this was a really good show, whatever else. I think that uh, the wrestling on this show was, for the most part, good, but just good. And, like, for I think it's like 80 minutes of ring time over a three and a half hour show, I thought the book, I thought the timing and the pacing was atrocious. I keep fucking with the word atrocious. I'm going to say Abysmal and move on. Uh, And, yeah, like, I just, yeah, whatever. I thought it was a good show. Um,. And that was the end of it. Like, but I'm not about that. Like, this was, you know, a, a world sea of change. Like, nah, man. Like, AW has all but, like, maybe, maybe, like, one pay-per-view that wasn't better than this, easily. So, whatever. But that's the thing. Like, the bar is so much lower for them because they have the 40-year, you know, head start.
0: They've got a lot. Yeah.
1: Like this is one of the things. Like, like if, if like if Stardom put on a pay per view like this, I'd be fucking devastated. I spent I spent fifty bucks on this. the is going on? Like you see, the, the pay per view card is. There's not a chance a pay per view will, will be will be at that level. It'll be way better than this. Unless someone, yeah, break, unless everybody breaks their breaks, you know, have lower half injuries in every single match.
0: I think we're kind of strapped for time, so um, the we're gonna kick the Ric Flair um, last show. I watched two matches. Yeah, we're gonna kick that, that down down the road uh, in the Discord. Uh, I'll go ahead and give my thoughts on that one uh, if you guys want to log in. But James, hit the music.
1: Alright, so they undid it again. They undid it again. Um last year, you weren't on the show when uh when the fir- first week opening a week of five star grand prix happened. But I remember it happening being just blown away, super impressed. I thought that um, from what I saw stardom that like they had two of their like four or five best shows I ever saw them have. Um, both of them back to back nights on night one and two of the Grand Prix. And I I was like, not only did they both have like each three four star matches, they also had like a number of matches that were like over three and a half, very good matches. And I was like, This is crazy. Um this shit felt like I was watching the G1. Um like the old G1, not like the G1 we get now, like the old G one. Uh so this year um, they basically did the same thing. They had Kyrie tag matches with two, uh, two people that she has, uh, history with and connections with. And it added to that card. And these, ma- and these shows were basically like the same level of quality, maybe even a little bit deeper, um, than the opening weekend from last year. And still super impressed. Tons of four star matches, tons of four and a half star matches, um, you know. All the almost you know almost all the matches are, are good to, to speak of. So like I you know I don't know where you wanted to start, but I thought this was a uh, a fantastic weekend for Stardom again. Um, I thought these were two of the six best shows I saw I've seen so far
0: this year. I saw uh, day one uh, in its entirety. I did not see day two yet, mm-hmm. um, but just overall, like day one, it was just like lightning. The fifteen time minute time limit is just amazing um they're in and out and is like you, you can watch it and just you know I, I wasn't really watching this to analyze like what star rating was on what match everything mm-hmm. was just like really good uh, i would say um and I, there was some upsets there was you know from day one there was like um that continued into know. day two by the way <laughs> yeah it, it was just like a lot of like establishing people like that you know, I wasn't necessarily familiar with Ami. Um, this is one the like, second time I'm seeing Saki. Um, my Sakurai Momokogo, I thought, um, I had an interesting take on this. Um, like, I was watching it, and I was like, man, I don't think the, the level of wrestling was necessarily that different from Bianca and Becky, except Bianca and Becky obviously had the extended finishing se- sequence and, like, longer match. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. That's interesting. Um yeah, I mean obviously like the closing stretch, they can there's like Ami and
1: Koko could just absolutely could not do that. Um we're not saying that it was as good. We're just saying like first five minutes versus first five minutes, the first six minutes versus first six minutes, like it's it's comparable. It's just obviously like bigger stage, bigger stars, more experience, better, you know, better athletes. Um and then like but as far as like the work and the um the pacing Start 'em headed in their favor.
0: Yeah, yeah, like just doing athletic shit, like uh, I think that they were pretty good. Um I, I was missing Suzu Suzuki uh on this night, First but, Starlight like um, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I really like this show. So um I guess we can we can try to get through this. I know we're running. Yeah, I'm not gonna ambar- I'm not gonna go, uh,
1: look, my my brain's mush right now. I'm not gonna go through any <laughs> long rundown. Uh I can give you the the results and talk about like what we what we thought of the match after that. I'm not going to go through them. No, uh, pull out the the notes. I don't. I didn't write down notes. But uh, the the pre show they had a pre show before they got to open ceremony. Uh, the pre show was a five person gauntlet match. Um, so they had uh, hold on wrong day. So they had uh, Raka versus Rena. Rock and Rena versus uh Hina and Amasaki and um Rena caught Hina with a backslide and and then uh flipped over into a Jackknife. cover got the win. Uh so then the next people out uh deface um Rock and Rena or Amasaki and Kaguma. I'm oh, sorry, uh Kaguma and Hannon and um Kaguma ended up catching Rena with a Kuma roll and the outcome Tam and Nasapoi and uh Rich. You'd, you'd have been sick from this weekend of Natsapoy. You, you would have been sick. You would have been sick. So they come out. They do the, to the Cosmic Angels music. They dance. And then, like, they're up on the entrance. And it's a big, elaborate entrance. This is the entrance for the opening ceremony. So there's, like, big enough fit 26 people on that, on that stage. So all of a sudden, they zoom in on on Mina. I'm sorry, on uh, Tam and Natsapoy. And all of a sudden, you see... uh <sighs> Hannon and Kaguma have came from the ring and walked up to the entrance and have jumped them and attacked them. So they end up getting uh, Tam in the ring with uh, with Hannon uh Hanun, or Tam is up beating Hannon with a bridging suplex. Then outcome uh Outcome Momo and Saki. So uh is Naspoy in there. Naspoy ends up uh beating Saki with a with a rolling Lamaha straw cradle. And then um the last team comes out, another 080 tie team. Um Death and
0: Starlight Kid.
1: Yeah, Death and Starlight Kid. And uh ends up uh being uh or pinning um finishing off uh Death with a, a her you know ferial gift. Uh so I get his three stars. Uh I thought this was after Nasboy joins uh joined um, Cosmic Angels, they did a main event on one of those superior uh tours shows with uh Tam and Asapoy versus Mayu and Kaguma and P- uh Poi ended up pin- pinning uh Kaguma. Then when Kaguma and Hazuki um won their top offense against Mai and Marai, they said they wanted to challenge uh Tam and Asapoy. Um so like they already pinned the champion. Champions wanna avenge a tag loss. They challenge new uh this new tag team. Tag team goes in a four person in a uh five person gauntlet and wins three matches in a row to you know to continue their momentum or whatever else, and they're gonna meet on the twenty first. I thought this was standard, good booking. Um, so then you get to the main card. Um usually Nagata's on um announcing. So do the Yes, that's how he signed off, too. He goes, three, two, one. <laughs> 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 and, and, like, Natsupoy and, uh, and everybody else did it, too. It was funny. Uh, so um, they do this opening ceremony. Uh, this year, they, they didn't do, like, the everybody in their gear. They had everybody in kimonos, and they came out as a faction. So, like, they bring out Cosmic Angels first. Then I think next was, like, faction by faction by faction. Second to last faction was... um. Second last faction was Stars. Last faction was uh, God's Eye. And as they're doing it, they're basically going by almost like ranking the wrestlers, basically like the faction leaders or the last people they, from each faction that gets their name announced and they basically walk down to their, you know, their marker. So like they ended with the last year's champion Shuri and Shuri just sitting there just looking so just proud of what she's accomplished over the last year. And I'm sitting there looking proud of her, just like you're just fucking the fucking best. Can't wait till you <laughs> beat these bitches' asses in this match in this in this tournament again. I can't wait. So uh anyway, uh so then they sign off and, and it was a fun it was fun and it's cool to see like all the factions, like they all kind of had like their own individualized gear, but like it all fits like the motif of the particular faction. So mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. They all look like, you know, they all dress well except for like oh, it'll tie. but you know, Oedotai don't care. So whatever. Um, indeed. Yeah. So, so, uh, then you get to the Amasaki. I'm sorry. The, uh, the Mayan,
0: My Sakurai and, Kogo and Momokogo.
1: Yeah. You went over it. Um, it's a good, it's a decent match. It's like, I least, liked it. Yeah. You liked it a lot more than I did. I was when you gave me the star ring, I was like, Ooh, you liked it a lot more than I did. What are you going to give it?
0: I think I gave it three and a half.
1: Yeah, I I gave it like three... no. Uh I gave it two and a I gave it two and three quarters. You like this shit way more than me. Yeah, I, but,
0: I thought was in there was a nerve there was a nerve moving. Like yeah,
1: you know. I they, I mean it was it was it wasn't like it was bad. I can see the case for three. I just, you was really feeling this one. Maybe I maybe it's expectation levels. I don't know, whatever. But uh at the end, my ends up being Kogo with a uh sit out face buster. Um so I think at this point they announced that like they're going to do a sh- uh, pay per view on, I think I think it's November third in um, Hiroshima, so that's cool. Um, they already had you know the eleventh is when they do the the joint show with start uh, with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, it looked
0: like it was for some tag team event or something, but I don't they, know.
1: Yeah, they also announced like when the start of Tag League is. Ah, they also did that. Um, maybe I'm getting the maybe I'm getting the dates wrong, but like they definitely announced that they're doing a pay per view in uh, Hiroshima, and they're also announced like when they're going to do um tag league. I know that for sure. Uh, so then you get uh Ida and Ami. And I mean, he messaged me saying, like, you saw, uh, that <laughs> you saw her interest, like, uh, Edith's interest. It says muscle in the background. And he took a picture of her as she flexed in and muscle in the background. It's like just a dumb jock wrestler injury off that this woman gives off. It's just fantastic. So they get in the ring. They just start trading off big ass chops and start selling and, and, and roaring at each other. And that was fun. Uh, I don't remember much about this match outside of, like, thinking that, like, Ida looked damn good and then, like, Ami ended up finishing her with a spinning brain buster.
0: Yeah, um, this was cool, too. I Not much more to add.
1: Yeah, I get this, uh, I get this three and a quarter. Um, next match you get Unagi versus, uh, all-cap Saki. Um, and this match is basically like, we're just gonna big booty, trade big boots until yo. somebody breaks.
0: Bro, I, I texted you, I was like, yo, we're gonna boot each other in the face until someone dies, yeah. and like this oddly kind of reminds me of like Kodobushi and Taichi <laughs> when they just decide to kick <laughs> each other's <laughs> legs the whole time. <laughs> and amazing. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, like what made them want to do this?" But whatever, it, you know? it stood out. It was different than <laughs> yeah. than everyone else, and um, I liked it.
1: Yeah, so. I yeah, I like this too. Um, it 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 ran its course of about a minute. Uh, about a minute early, but like I still end up giving this three or three and a quarter. I enjoyed it. Uh, sock, uh all cap sock end up winning with a uh basically a running spinning pa- uh brain buster that she calls a Kawhi Buster. So or sorry, a wild buster. Um next match, and this is like where the business picks up uh on this card. You end up getting Game uh war. you end up getting Risa Sarah versus uh Micah and like
0: pumping. They they
1: yeah, they started on the outside, and I was like, this is, like, it was almost like, it was almost like Risa Sarah was trolling you that you were, like, you are going to get, like, the bad Risa Sarah performance, like, by the outside stuff, and the setting in the back of the ring it was like, ha, ah, gotcha, bomb throwing going on, and, you know, big, big, gigantic trays of gigantic elbows to each other's chest uh, and sternum, um, you know, big moves like Risa does this thing where she hits, her. she has like a, a a um, what do you call it? A Boston crab, but like the, she doesn't like hook the leg; she just leaves it open. And then yeah. at, in, at any given moment, like she just basically like deadlift someone up and then just buckle bomb them into the corner. It looks awesome. Uh, she also has this awesome. Uh, she also has an awesome like uh, air raid crash. Uh, or whatever else, and like it just looks like she whips somebody around and grabs them, grabs them, and drops them all in like one fluid motion. It just looks, it just looks devastating. Um, but, uh, yeah, like this was a very good match. And at the end, Reese ended up, uh, beating Micah with a double or the diving double knee stomp or du- diving double knee drop. In like they had been teasing the tension of, of, you know, them when they fought at, uh, at Sumo Hall and back in March when it was, uh, like the first. Prominent match it was Risa and Suzu versus Tekla, and um, and Risa were like that's the match where like Risa or sorry when Suzu end up hitting Tekla with that dolphin buster off the off the second rope like
0: mm-hmm. they so they've
1: been so they've been added recent Mike have been added like take making hoss eyes at each other like for months. So like they finally got in here and they thumped and it was fun. They were they were hitting with big moves, kicking out at one. It happened more than once. Yeah, yeah they, it, they it was did fun. it like
0: four times in a row or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: like two, two and two. Yeah, like yep. big move, kick out at one, hit you with a big move, kick out at one, back, back and back. And then like eventually they start, you know, hitting with big moves and kicking out at, at you know from near near falls and, and then ultimately, uh, Micah ended up or sorry, Micah ended up getting put down. But like this was fun, and yep. it was like, hey, similar to Roosh, like. I'm a, This is money time, so I'm gonna show up and have good ass matches now. Um, so that was fun. Uh, so then you are know, getting to uh Azumi versus uh Shuri, Shuri. and this was like they have clearly this is their fifth match, and like uh, and every time Shuri in turn in the tournaments has gotten caught because like she ends up trying to wrestle Azumi's game and they can't nobody. You can't out-rap E-40 and you can't out-high-speed Azumi. And this time, like, Shuri was like, I'm not falling for this shit again. You're not going to get me in this trap. Like, you, you may, you know, you may, you're always going to be faster than me and quicker than me or whatever. else was getting in and out of stuff faster than me. But, like, you are a fly and eventually I'm going to bring out this fly swatter. I'm going I'm to knock your ass against the, against the, the wall. And it kept happening, and they, and then Azumi would get herself off the wall every so often with, with big kicks and get a chance to try to, you know, put Azumi, sorry, put Shuri in arm bars or whatever else. But, like, this match was very good, and, like, it was a match where, like, they knew each other's tricks and have had this in, like, almost, like, this almost, like, trilogy wrestling. Like, this is the third match we're doing counters on counters, and it was fun. I, I you know, um, I gave this four and a quarter. I loved this match. I thought they were both fantastic
0: yeah i think this is a little bit i think their match last year was better because it got more time in the
1: but, uh grand prix or their or the uh the um
0: the, the title grand prix they had okay. The, okay. the grand prix um and that shit was like like i think this was a little bit worse than that but this was still excellent this was azumi jumping off like uh the beginning like <laughs> starting up behind her thinking there was it was gonna be introductions nah fuck that azumi's right. just gonna go and take a straight tour
1: um azumi gave like a diving double foot stomp to to her yeah. off the second rope onto the onto shuri who's on the floor yeah, yeah it I, was, i'll
0: probably say four on this yeah. and i, I thought I, yeah it, this is just it was just great like it's just i love seeing these two work together because yeah. azumi is like it's like this is going to be the story of the tournament. Like people are trying to run the clock out on Azumi. You're only going to be able to beat her for so much longer before she starts <laughs> figuring all this shit out.
1: Yeah. I I also think like, there's this thing where like when Azumi gets the big upset over, over Shuri, like that just bumps it up a star, a quarter star. I, th- I <laughs> think that's what it is. It's like people like the idea of like people really like her. People don't understand that she's like a prodigy and like, she gets that big win. It's like a bigger deal than when like, Oh, okay. Like, a person that should be a champion or is the champion is going to beat the lower person. Like, it's like, it's like, uh, I think it was, uh, someone was talking about like the, uh um, mask versus, uh, belt match for, um, Ray versus, uh, Eddie, where it's like, you could put it on, you could have Eddie just deep unmask, uh, Ray, but like you get like the match is going to be remembered more fondly of if the upset happens. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like that. Obviously, this match isn't that level of great, but you get my point. Like, it's a great match, and like, it would have been made even more great if if the upset was pulled. Uh, but there were so many upsets on this show where you just can't give everybody upset. So yeah. um, then you get to the, uh, the tech. The Pretty special much the rest Kyrie of the tech. show. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you get to the um, Kyrie and the Naya Takahashi versus Kamatani and Lady C. And um, go ahead, Rich. What, what were your thoughts on this match?
0: Um, I, I saw them come out on the bikes and I, I found it quite humorous. Um, I, I wanted to immediately like hit mute on a video and put rolling, rolling, (laughs) rolling, rolling on on it. I did not do that, but I watched a match. Um, I thought it was, you know, the, I'm trying to understand the get down of Kyrie right now. Um, is it? she like she's back for is she trying to restore the the feeling in stardom like to basically you know say all this shit's off now or I don't know what it is and she's bringing back her big home deny and is like yo this is how we used to do it do it or whatever and then you know Queens Quest came out and it was like yo this is a big match for them and you know these are like these are our people now um i thought this was this was an awesome match Lady C shows no fear. Uh she Lady C will not be hoed out here uh, by the Naito Takahashi. Um they ended up losing, but you know, that's that's kind of the game on this. Um and I I thought this was awesome. Like, and then like I was kind of more interested in the post match
1: though. Okay. So uh my thoughts on the matches, I thought the match was very good. I'm giving this three and three quarters. Um there's been this thing, or it happens, where, like, people that watch Yoshi Longer Than Us, or watch Pure Longer Than Us, like, they're aware that, like, the older wrestlers still function under the, I don't want to put anybody over, I'm not going to know, I'm not going to sell people shit phase, and, like, they hate these people, and, like, when you, and, like, when I watch people's commentary on Nanai Takahashi and Stardom, like, I'm very aware of, like, they they hate her guts, and, or a lot of them do hate her guts, or, or think less of her than, than outside of think less of her than her actual skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I'm like, I take it with a grain of salt, but like <clears throat> I'm watching this match and I'm watching, um, the knife sell for lady C and I'm just like, what are they gonna play? What are they gonna complain about next? So like, I, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how to ha- handle, but like, cause, cause like whatever, I don't know. But, um, I thought this was a very good match. And I thought that Kamatani and Kyrie have very good chemistry. And like, I mentioned to see what their match is going to look like. Cause they're going to have a match on the, on that, on the next pay-per-view on the 21st of August. And, um, Nanai she, uh, she ends up winning with the, uh, top rope splash. Um, and she ends up calling out Shuri and she wants a red belt match. And like, that is a match that like, If I were to say matches that I most want to see Shuri have, uh, while she still has a red belt, that would be one of them. That would be one of the top five matches I can think of in the whole Joshi world of Naniver's her. Um, Like if people like the the mat, you know, people really love the matches that she had. She's the red belt match she's had with Utami, Um, and like because of the the level of violence in bomb throwing and like quite frankly, like. Before Nanai's ankle injury, she was at a higher level with this than Utami was. Uh, is she has she reached that level since then? No, um, but I do recall um the last real like killer match she had to have was her uh, anniversary match last year with Arisa Nakajimi. and that and I gave that match four and a half. I love that match. Like so, she can still do it to a certain extent, um, but. I just want to see her go out there and go out there with somebody that has that dog and just like Shuri does, and go out here and just say, "If somebody if somebody gets injured, we'll apologize backstage." Like that—that's yeah. kind of wrestling that like, Takahashi was doing in 2019 when she was killing it with like people like Takumi or or whoever else. Like, and Shuri can do that, and we've seen Shuri have those kind of matches with people over the over the, uh, the last
0: couple of years. I'm I'm definitely excited to see that match, and. uh, it just like you know I didn't get translations on this or anything mm. but it, it just seems like you know an old bully calling out like you know the the contemporary you know person that like oh this is y'all tough tough person and then Sherry's like I mean I'll fight you like like and she's like yeah i I know who you are I'm not afraid of you yeah uh um, used to book me yeah it's like you know we can do it like I'll whoop you like I right. uh, you know this is my shit now yeah and the uh the Kyrie and uh Sayakamatani one, that one was like way different <laughs> it, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, look, but, man.
1: Kamatani did not get pinned in this match. Kyrie has said to her that she wanted a match with her since like an Osaka show back in like I think June. Maybe it was June, but it was at least it's been at least a month.
0: Oh, I forgot. Uh, Naniya and Shuri, like, bl- came off the blows, and then Ami jumped in on Naniya and was, like, face-to-face with her. Yeah. It was like, what's going on here? and, yeah, I, and then that I was like... That's, like, a yeah. that's like a tag setup or something.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a tag. Maybe it's a do a match before. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's depending on how it is with the schedule as far as, like, trying to fit in, like, the two matches that Suzu was supposed to have between now and then, or was supposed to have between now and then. They end get up getting... Uh, thrown off in the schedule. They'll have to be added back later. But, um, yeah, uh, back to, to, get to, uh, to get back to, uh, Kyrie and Kamatani, Kamatani gets on the mic and she's like crying in tears. And like, this is keep my, like Kyrie has, uh, wanted to say that she wanted to match with her over a month ago. They're in this tag match. Kamatani did not get pinned. Kyrie then says, my team won the tag match. I want the title shot that I was talking about a month ago or whatever else. And Kamatani's fucking crying. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is this? What was the last, what what did we, why did Tam put you over in December and then in March, and then why did Utami push you over in March? And why does Twilight, or, I say Twilight, why does Starlight Kid push you over last month for you to cry and quake in the boots of, of, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, I, don't, I don't recall seeing Starlight Kid crying, which, uh, when Kyrie showed back up, was not have a singles match?
0: Yeah. Um, I was kind of watching it and, I don't have translations for this or anything the only thing i could think of was does she have any kind of like reverence for Ky- Kyrie or anything that she's spoken about before no, no. not to my so knowledge this, just, no. this wasn't like an influence of hers or anything like that or
1: no her okay. Kamatani's story is she was a dancer, a dancing idol uh that eventually uh, came, start dancing at these wrestling uh, at these idol shows that Tam was putting on before the uh, stardom shows were happening in Shinkiva first rings. And then Tam and Rossi convinced her into hopping into wrestling because she's five, six and athletic and, 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 and bouncy and springy and the rest is history. I, so I, I don't recall her ever. I think, I think at some point she had some love for uh for new Japan wrestling in the Mm-hmm. But as far as stardom, I don't recall her ever being some stardom fan. Like, it's, this isn't like, uh, this isn't like Utami in, uh, in Io Shirai. This is not, this is not the same thing at all.
0: In that case, that throws off my theory. Um, I, I guess, like, yes, I, I do mess her dancing with their own Negro. That's funny. He said she was getting it. That's funny. Um, but, uh, um, she's a hate her dancing. That's just funny. <laughs> bro, that's just hilarious. Um, So my the way I saw it was like, yo, I thought that there was some type of like, hey, I looked up to you, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I didn't necessarily know that I would have to face you one day. And I can't believe you're gonna try to like. like I don't want to fight you because you know I have this reverence for you, but mm-hmm. I will fight you. And but you're not gonna take you know this thing from me that I work so hard for mm-hmm. and just drop back in. Like that's what it kind of looked like to mm-hmm. me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. So, no, that's not the case at all. She's just a
1: geek. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Why did why did we why did we just pick, why did we just have two of the top four push you over the last year for you to do this shit? I was like, what are you doing? Get, get your ass stand up. Stand up I couldn't believe this shit. I was I was upset. I could not believe this. Like, what are you doing? Get up.
0: Um, when game day comes, she will she will have the game face You don't worry. Oh my god. I, I, about, about to break Kyrie off some, you know. Phoenix splash, you know, laying
1: down. I tell you this right now after she did this i was like Kyrie drop an elbow on her and trans- just transition about to, to starlight kid and pay back the loss you uh you gave her back in march that's how i felt i was like you may as well just do that because like what what is this we gotta we gotta rebuild her after crying after not losing she cried after not losing uh, uh, like whatever whatever so um let's let's whatever man like she can always overcome this she could wrestle her ass off but whatever uh so um in the next match after that unit with uh utami versus i'm oh, sorry no Mayu versus uh Mirai. and this match is very good and but the turning point was
0: that fucking lariat to the back of the head
1: <laughs> oh no no, no no the real turning point was like when they got into the story of like Mayu goes for uh her um Goes for a toe pay, a toepee through the ropes, and Mariah Harley races her and says, I'll move. And Mariah, I'm sorry, and Mayu just crashes and burns, uh, neck and shoulder first uh, onto uh the floor, the floor mats, and then Mariah then picks her up and gives her like a I don't even know what to call it. it it's like uh it's not a power bomb, but it's <clears throat> but it's also not a neck breaker, but it is a power bomb. Either way, she dropped her, she dropped Mayu right on her, on right on the mat on the floor over that shit and it looked gross. And then, like, at some point, Mark gave her two more of those and uh, Mayu's fighting back. As she's fighting back, Mariah is just like l- killing her with lariats. And then at some point, she start throwing these big ass lariats to the back of Mar- uh, the back of Mayu's skull and, and neck and just, just, they look devastating. I'm like, these I don't see them coming, uh shits look just look so devastating and they're awesome. Bro,
0: you ever, you remember the N sixty four wrestling games when you would do like a running like clothesline and the person would collapse and it would be like a knockout. Like yep. that's what them that's what them clothes right.
1: look like. Yes. So um after after uh Mayu tried to uh, try to some type of comeback, she got cut off with hit with another one, of them big bomb Larry's hit back of her, her back of her skull, and then Mariah <laughs> got her up with uh a, a Miramari shock and pender uh, and like this continues the streak of where like i think i think mayu's like one in eight all time in uh opening day uh grand prix matches and i think she's lost like the last eight in a row so like next year like i just ain't gonna expect i expect mayu to lose again but whatever like right Pen, pinned the most decorated person in stardom history the you know the tanahashi the whatever you want to call it biggest star of the company um like and and that was really cool um, so I ended up giving this four stars. I, I really enjoyed the hell out of this match. I thought like my use selling in this match was fantastic, and Mariah was just like she just all she does is have good big matches. Yep. Um I'm getting lost here. Uh so next match after that, Tommy versus Himeka and shoulder tackles, shoulder shoulder tackles uh larious larious no selling uh suplexes like this is just fun just fun big hauls hoss, hossing around um i can't remember much of this match because it's been so many matches but uh by the end uh after teasing it finally getting it mariah i uh, sorry uh Hameka ends up hitting utami with the running power bomb uh and end up hitting utami uh i end up giving his four flat i I was, I they gave me everything I wanted out of this match. Two two I, big strong
0: women throwing blows. I did not expect this. Um, I assumed Utami had the, the hair back so her powers were restored. Um, they were not on this night. Um, but uh, I thought Himeka looked awesome, and this was uh, this is an awesome way to get uh, it. was a shock that I was like, whoa, shit, and I didn't yeah. reject it or anything. I was like, oh, Himeka's on the board, so um, yeah, Utami will be fine. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm rectified
1: the next day. Uh, main event: Hazuki versus Julia. They go out. They go out to the floor, and you know they have a propensity to one to brawl on the floor from Hazuki, formerly being you know her her former Oedo hood rat days, and one to start matches on the floor where like mm-hmm. nothing can happen. So you just want I, me personally I have to watching like five of them. You want to just get in the ring every time, and Julia liking to start matches hot by bra- brawling on the floor, which oh, same thing always like. I see enough of these. Just get your ass back in the ring and fight so we're a place where someone actually can win. But they end up taking it up to the ramp. And um <laughs> I forgot how it happened, but but Hazuki, cause you know, it's two sets of stairs. And Hazuki at some point said, fuck this, and just like shoved or somehow got Julia sliding down them uh stairs, and like there's an how all-time ring yes, there's an all-time picture of like <clears throat> of of Julia basically like, you can see her go, going ass over t Killer down them stairs, and you can see like Hazuki in the background, and you can see almost like she's walking away, as if she's like, she's walking away from like, just catching a body, it was fucking hilarious but anyway, bro,
0: she bro. Uh, Julia was falling down them steps like Jason Derulo <laughs>
1: So uh so then Hazuki, she uh, she backs up by the uh higher flight uh sets of stairs, and then she runs off the platform and hits a running uh crossbody uh on this ramp that is like it's not a straight ramp. Like this ramp has a has an incline and decline. And like, so uh she ends up, you know, hitting the crossbody onto the ramp on Julia in the back in the ring, and it's a lot of it's a lot of great wrestling. Ultimately, uh the finishing stretch is Hazuki saying, like. You tough, but how tough are you? Because like, I'm about to hit you with this shoot head butt. i about to hit you with this Michi Mich- Noga Driver 2, and then I'm going to get your ass up. And I'm not even going to try to ping you because I know they ain't going to ping you. I'm going to get your ass up and hit you with my finish. The, the high angle brain buster and like I know you got, I know, you know, I know you lost the tournament last year or left the tournament last year with a bad neck, but we're going to see, you're going to see if this neck is healed up because I'm going to make sure, I'm going to put that shit to the test. drop
0: so, you on
1: it. Yeah. Like, and then Pinder, and I was like, this was incredible, like three move sequences. Just like, she, if this is her new finish, her new sequence to beat people, I'm fine with it because this is awesome. Uh, shoot, headbutt, Mission Ogre okay, Driver, Brain Buster, boom, 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 gets the win over Julia. Uh, I, I, uh, I thought it was the best match of the show. I gave this uh four and a quarter. I love this match.
0: Big win for Big Zook. And um, <sighs> I don't know. Like, I, I think this may be our signature win of, of the tournament here. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting that Utami and Julia lose night one. Mayu lose night one. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah. Yeah. That's And it's like those three are in a hole uh, to start this thing.
1: Intrigue building intrigue, so um, yeah, I thought this was a great show. Uh, I'll go through night one faster, uh, night two faster. So, they did a pre show match where basically at some point, like I think Azumi and uh, Amasaki started, they go through um, they go through the other Queen's Quest team of Hina and C. Uh, Azumi ends up catching um, C with Azumi sushi. Azumi ends up in the next match is Roaka and, uh, Rina. Azumi is catching a Ruaka with an Azumi sushi. And then you get them getting a the stars team of Hazuki and, uh, Hannon, where they start with Azuki in, uh, Hazuki in, uh, I'm in sorry, Azumi. And that was really fun until they end up getting Amasaki in there with Hannon. and Amasaki ends up pinning Hannon with a flash pin. And I was like, Hmm, she never had a, a, uh, a future's title, belt match, and sure enough, next day, it's announced on the next pay-per-view, Amasaki and Hannon for the Futures belt. Uh, and then ultimately, the last team that comes out is uh, Micah and uh, Mai, and then Micah destroys Amasaki with a discus lariat that she had to get a second time because she fucked, because uh, Amasaki fucked up the cell for the first one. She was like, no nope, I'm not paying you that way. Get up, I'm gonna hit you, the- I'm gonna hit you again, and gave her another one and pinned her. Um, so, the first night of the of the uh, main show is Kaguma versus Kogo. They're doing the bear stuff. Um, Kogo didn't fall for it. She ended up double-crossing Kaguma. Uh, they wrestle around a little bit more, and then ultimately, during the high-speed stuff, Kaguma ends up catching Kogo with a kuma roll. I end up giving this two and three quarters. The second match is Mina versus Momo. Mina comes out first. She's doing the Mina dancing, and then, and it's a tight shot. And then all of a sudden, all, you, coming into the frame is is Momo with the kicks and beats the shit out of her on the ramp. It brings her to the ring. Um, and then um, this match was really good. And then all of a sudden, like she's getting uh, Momo is eating up Mina with kicks. And then all of a sudden, Mina, at a p- more point of desperation, she starts breaking out her own mid kicks to the chest. Um, you know, she had been showcasing on, um, on Twitter that she had been practicing kicks, but like, these are good fucking kicks. Like, like, yeah, these, like, if this is what she's gonna add to, she, like, this changes her trajectory if she's gonna add this. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. So, matches are, uh, matches are being really good. Uh, they get to the finish where, like, Momo feels compelled to beat this person that she beat. She's beaten up two times before in singles matches, and she ends up going for the wrench. Um, the ref catches her with the wrench, and then uh, the ref and Momo are fighting over the wrench. And then uh, Mina comes in with a running uh, Enziguri, and then um, at the end of it, after um, Momo seems like she's got everything in control, Mina escapes, ends up hitting the Glamorous Collection Mina uh, that the seatbelt thing that Ruler Yuta also does, and uh, got the win. And then Mina says, "Hey." You're one third of the of the uh, trios champions. Me, second Saki, and uh, Unagi won a shot at your title. So that's on the twenty first. Uh, but yeah, like this is probably the biggest uh, winner of Mina's career in stardom, and um, this is this is this is probably her best singles match. This is probably her best singles match. I Go up,
0: with the Mina.
1: Uh, yeah, I ended up giving. I was vacillating between giving this three and three quarters or three and a half. I just stopped. I, st- I stuck at three and three quarters or three and uh, three and a half. So, but yeah, it was a really good match. Um,
0: Zekamaki says I need Mina Saber to hit one German suplex and I'm setting it off like Boosie. I <laughs> will set this bitch off.
1: So uh, then you end up getting uh, Risa Sarah in there with with uh, All Cap Saki and. This match was disappointing. This match was good, but, like, given what they have shown um, of late in stardom, I thought that those two would have, like, a a three-and-a-half-star match. Yeah, I'm having, like, just a three-star flat match. Um, At the end, uh, Risa ends up uh, catching Saki with this, like, it's an air raid crash that she just, after she drops you, she just holds the pin, and just holds it in the three. But it wasn't like it like this was like meant to be like a roll up where like Saki was trying to wiggle out and, with, with her feet, but she can she has got caught with with you know with uh Risa on her. But I wonder how that's gonna play in, into future, you know, uh matches in the tournament. But yeah, uh three flat stars. Um Kyrie and Naspa versus Mayu and Ida. Kyrie and Ida. I'm sorry, Kyrie and Naspoit come down to the ring and like I've never seen Two people so fucking happy, or enjoying su- su- each other's company so goddamn much, like between like Rich, you would have hated this weekend between Poy and Tam rolling around in the ring together after they won the uh, the, the gauntlet match in the pre-show, and then between uh, Nasipoy and Kyrie, like I, I, I you you would have felt like you would have felt like as if like if you like I know you're mad on behalf of yourself and Julia and liking that so much, but like. On behalf of Julie Julie has to be watching this shit backstage. She's like, Really? Like she like she she left me and now she's cheating on me with multiple women. <laughs> like this is how she, she has to be so upset. So uh anyway, like Kyrie comes down to the ring with Nassau Poi. Kyrie has her own Why like she
0: run around in the street.
1: She has her yes. own she she like remember like Nassau Poi has uh Kyrie's 2015 red belt championship gear that she is worn against Tam back into uh, last year's white belt title match uh, she wears it for this show and not only that Kyrie has a matching pirate hat to put for Natsupoy to put on when, for pose for pictures so like it is point, it is Kyrie it is Natsupoy in a in a, uh, in a a pirate's hat and you know what their name of the tag team is what the pirates. The who? Poi, nasa, poi, pirates. The oh, pirates. Yes, oh, man. I, I know. I, look, I, I knew. I, like you'll, you hate it more when you see it. It's one thing to be explained, explained it audibly or uh, in audio form. When you see it, you're disgusting. gonna be like, "I fucking hate this" because you hate this woman so much, now. But disgusting. Uh, Kyrie starts the match with Ida, and Ida like just. Great showmanship, personality says, Hey, you throw overhand chops. I throw chops. You throw yours. I'll throw mine. They go back and forth throwing chops. They sell for each other's big chops. Uh, even, even before then, like, Ida was like, You got big muscles. You know, gym owner Kyrie, I got big muscles. They try to get a pose off. Kyrie didn't want no pose off. She got convinced to do a pose off. They got, they out there flexing. Then they do the chops back and forth. Um, then you get Mayu and, uh, and, uh, and uh, nice that's play in there. They do high speed stuff. Um, there's, a, there's a, there's a. This is just. I, I really. I think this is uh, Kyrie's best tag match she's had uh, out of all the t- tag match she's had. So I gave this four flat. I thought they were fantastic. I thought it was funny at the beginning. I thought Ida was great. I thought all four of them were great in this match. Like this reminded me a lot of. Uh, and I thought Mayu was on her game. And like I thought that like it reminded me a lot of in ways like the Russell Kingdom tag match. Mm-hmm. Um, except it went longer. Uh, that one may have been better, but this one went longer, so I end up giving this one four stars. Uh, Kyrie is uh, Kyrie is a winning after Natsapoy hits the, her uh, Ferio gift on Ida, and then um, Kyrie hits the, the elbow drop on Ida. Uh, so then you end up getting to Tam versus Hameka. Uh, um, small girl, big girl. Uh, uh all of the, all those spots you're an idiot. I Hemeka is trying to do Hemeka
0: Hemeka is trying, is trying to pick an... her up
1: Hameka is try... oh my God Hameka is uh doing a whole bunch of lariating and, and stuff and like Tam finds escapes by like you know kicking the kicking the lariat <sighs> and then working the arm. Ultimately, there's a spot where like uh Tam's in trouble. Himeka goes to give her like the power bomb out of the corner to the opposite corner, and Tam escapes. And ultimately, this leads to a a a bottom rope superplex from back superplex. I was like, what was the point of even doing all this? Whatever. Uh, ultimately, after the habits, Tam says, "I have enough of this shit." V trigger from the front, V trigger to the back of the head, V trigger from the side, front back side to side, and then uh, hits the Twilight Dream on Himeka and Himeka because she's she's just built like a damn rubber band like her neck just crunches and she sits there and lays in and gets gets pinned. uh i ended up getting this three and a half I, uh like this this match started slow but like by the time like tam got in the gear for the finish like he's got this into the good ter- the very good territory uh <clears throat> next next match for Rhea versus julia this match is like julia t- sometimes some of the bad julia stuff is she likes to like do mat and and ground wrestling at the start of a match. Sometimes she can, it cannot, she's not working. She's not working with her best, uh, her best attributes. But Mm -hmm. Mariah is so good as a mat and um, floor wrestler that like this match held together very well. And then the bomb started throwing and uh, Julie was in control when that started happening. And then uh, Mariah like, answered back with some lariats and also hit lariats uh, to the back of the dome. And um, Julia, um, I forgot exactly what the finish was, but, like, it was something along the lines of, like, somebody had a big move. Julia escaped out of it and got into a pin situation, like a matchbox, a matchbox pin. And then he started reversing pins back and forth. And then at the end, uh, Mariah reversed it into a Rana cradle and got the win. Uh, I get this four flat stars. I thought it was excellently wrestled. And, um, Julia, Julia was like, what the fuck? And I was just I like, this, I was like, this is great because like, she finna come back roaring at this shit. And it's like, this is like those night toe runs, except like night, except this night in particular is like having great matches, at the start of it, it just happens to lose, as opposed to like not trying hard and then trying hard as start winning matches. So, like, I think this is gonna be. I think this come, Look, this this uh, what do you call it? A setback for a major come up is gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So, uh, yeah, Mariah ends up beating Her Julia and leader. Mayu. Yeah, nice one to two. Mariah. Yeah,
0: the look push was that.
1: over though, right? The push was over. Um,
0: Stayed in Tokyo Joshi Pro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then uh, the next match I have that is Kamatani versus Kid and this is basically like I can't say it's the same match as their White belt match because like the White belt match has so much of the story of the match being about like the leg being worked over but it's like imagine if they decided to have like all the same moves in their match except like we're not going to bog down the match or whatever you want to call it by adding or adding to the match. Let's say adding to the match with sell, selling a leg and then proceeding to not sell the leg and do spectacular shit or whatever else. So I love this match. I love this fucking match. Four and a quarter. I've got, I think it was like 12 minutes. They just RLPW Nine. get the bullshit out of the way. Like don't, or not the bullshit, but like the, the shit that's going to make the, the story not make sense of the match you're trying to sell. It was great at the end. Uh, Kid ends up, uh, she looking, she's in trouble for a little bit, and then she ends up uh, hitting, uh, the, uh, Momo like her Karana pin deal, uh, it's called a Momo, Mamarachi, Kom- Momo Latch, whatever. Uh, gets the gets the big, you know, roll up win on Kamatani. She finally's up, gotten off the snide against Kamatani, so I think I think their career record is like, I think she may have lost two or three times to Kamatani. Now she finally won one. Uh, obviously she's still in the hunt for the white belt, so that's back at play. And like. It looked like Kamatani wanted to cry again. I was like, what the fuck? At least it wasn't as bad as the 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 Kyrie full on sobbing shit, but like I was like, stop trying, stop crying, stop. But
0: She's emotional. Yeah. She's loud.
1: Yeah. So uh next match after that, the main event, Utami versus Shuri.
0: They did it again?
1: Not, not a draw. this wasn't a draw. They they did do it again, though. They had another absolute banger. Uh You've seen them do it once. You've seen them do it twice. You've seen them do it three times, four times. Uh, this is the fifth time. No. Yeah, it's the fifth time, I think. They, they went out there. They did them. It was fantastic. At the end, like, you know, Utami. we've all seen Utami come in ever since we started watching the show, us uh, watching Stardom 2019 early 2019. We knew she was going to be a future champion, potential probably a future ace, all that kind of stuff. However, I have never like i've never viscerally rooted for her in the middle of a match i always appreciated her and thought she was a great champion and all that kind of stuff and and everything i've always liked her i've never like she's never been my favorite right like my favorites are tam and mayu and shuri right and start and you know azumi right so they get down to the closing stretch of this match and i'm just like you got it Tommy. just put her away just put her away and then she she does she she hits the black tiger bomb the spinning razor's edge and she drops Shuri and Shuri's out and the pin happens gets the one gets the two Shuri grabs her head right and then gets the three and then like Shuri like rolls over and then like Shuri eventually like basically come came to it like basically like she got hit with the with the, with the black Tiger driver she was knocked out by the black Tiger driver And this is all kayfabe. And then, like, she only came two at, like, the two count. Couldn't do nothing. And then she turns over with her... Because she just got fucking devastated by this move. And, like, she starts... She grabs her head and turns over and looks up and, and like, screams and cries. Because of how much pain she's in from this fucking move. She <laughs> sold this She sold this thing as if she just got destroyed. It was excellent. Like, she sold this move like it's the most devastating thing in the world. Utami, after you know a whole year,
0: oh nothing,
1: of doing next to nothing, she felt like the biggest star in the world again. She beat, she finally got off the board against like this person she could never whoop. After going to you know three draws and a loss to her, she finally got off the board and beat this person she could never beat. She did it in, 15, in like 40, 14 minutes and fifty six seconds. She beat her at the like three seconds for the buzzer, four seconds for the buzzer. This was great. It played on the expectations that you like. Oh, you know you're gonna get a fucking draw because it's Hatman Rossi and it started All they do is fucking draws. <laughs> and at the end of it, people she she beat her. She had the biggest win she had all er, 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 of the year. And like it obviously means they're gonna have to have another match again. I can't wait for this fucking match again. Run it up. I look. I I love this match. I, four and a half. Four and a half. I love this match. I think this is their third best match.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to watch night two. Sounds, that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but that, that was starting this weekend. Just two, two great shows, two great shows. Um, and like, they did a lot of stuff to make you interested on, built you up for next pay per view, built you up for future matches down the road, uh, with, with certain champions. Just, just, like, after this, I was like, look, man, Ross and Tony Khan, I don't know when they're, street- I don't know when, like, they're, they're not going to be one and two for Best Booker. I don't know when it, I don't know when that rain ever stops, but, like, <laughs> they about to be Kevin and the rain and LeBron and this bitch in the, in the early 2000s, early 2010s, where it just, like, it's one and two of them for-, for three, four straight years. They did they did it again, Joe! <laughs> yeah I I thought this was great but uh yeah that's uh that's all I have on stardom uh the pay they have next week or in a couple weeks whatever so we'll get to it when we get to it but like it's a loaded show loaded show with tons of great matches um and that's gonna be another killer show
0: yep they are running it up on the pay-per-views so um there is the announcement of the IWGP um women's championship yeah Um, that is, do you have more info on that James or, uh,
1: yeah, basically, uh, it's going to be, uh, the, for open, the match for it is going to be on the joint show between stardom and new Japan on uh, our November 11th and name of that show is crossover. I think Mm -hmm. it's it's X something like in the X means cross. I think it's crossover. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, like it's, it's a new Japan pro wrestling belt. It's not a Stardom belt. It is booked by Rossi, but it is a new Japan pro wrestling belt. Um, it will be, uh, from, from what Kadania said about it is they plan on, on having matches or shows or matches to defend that belt on like Russell kingdoms, dominions, um, maybe one stardom show per year. And then, uh, after that, like shows in the U S like on new Japan, strong tours or whatever else. So, um there's a lot of good options for who could be that champion. Um so whoever they come up with is cool, but like the top belts in the promotion are still the random white belt and this is a new Japan belt. Um that will be a K- that will be, you know, on a stardom show once per year. Uh worries, Kadani. They think it'll be like eight anywhere from 4 to 8 defenses in any given year.
0: Man, my uh my alarms are going off like just the history of pro wrestling and um, I would assume that a top wrestler will win this belt. I feel like this is Mayu Watani's belt. Um, It makes sense. It would fit in line with SWA. I don't think this is going to be on some lower card wrestler. I don't think this is going to be on some unimportant title. Um, And if New Japan's like hosting a lot of these that opens the door for a lot of stuff that is very late at night i don't feel like going all the way into but like keep your eyes open on this is what i'm saying it's like i don't i don't know man like it's a lot man like and it's you give it to Kyrie. that's another good option Zekamaki says um it's gonna be on the biggest name and Kyrie doesn't wrestle full-time anyway so Mm -hmm. if the belt is on that schedule, you could just put it on her and do that. Um, He's an option. It makes sense. It's
1: like it was an option. It made sense too until she resigned with WWE. <laughs> yep, And I
0: don't know. Like like this opens the door for starting to be absorbed into New Japan one day. I know people don't want to hear it. Maybe think I'm crazy, um, but like, you know, the belt's if, if you know they're looking for ways that, like, I got spooked by that New Japan press conference. Let's just say that, like, where all the moves they're making, I, I feel like they're they told us like they're about to start making drastic moves. They're about to quote unquote come into the uh, 21st century, if you will. Uh, I look at some like Carl Fredericks not being re-signed, and I'm like, well, they the whole thing with him is like they missed the boat. They were they were screaming about youth he's gone at 32 now. Um, this thing is like, and, and I feel like it's a shining example of maybe their young lion system needs to speed up. And maybe that if they were developing new people, they wouldn't be looking for other options. Like now they're talking about going to the West and, you know, uh, incorporating women into the thing. And, uh, you know, I am, I am very wary of this whole thing.
1: Yeah. I, I, it's a possibility. I'm not really concerned. um, because I, I think, well, like because well, I think New of,
0: Japan needs to be refreshed, and what better way to refresh them than with the hot product? Uh, of yeah, Starium.
1: but the hot product relative to new to to the to the standard of them wanting to draw what they've been drawing or draw compared more to what they were before the pandemic. I don't think Starm's going to get them there. Uh, I get the idea if you put the the same kind of exposure behind it, maybe it does. But like. Uh, After hearing that Kadani was saying that, like, they've reached their... Stardom has reached, like, the seven-year plan that they have for them in year three. (laughs) Um, I, I don't think that, like, the idea is, A, like, we are going to start, like, taking younger people and train them to be wrestlers because that works for stardom. And, like, in the meantime, between time, we'll use the stardom wrestlers to be the stopgap until we get ourselves another okada right i i i I don't think that like i i don't see how like you absorbing people or whatever blah 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 whatever you're gonna do like i think keeping them separate makes you more money like long short term and long term so I, I i so when
0: when but they, you, they gotta spend more money too i would think Right now, it's just like, you know, you're booking double the amount of buildings. You're uh, setting up tours for for both sides. You're maintaining two separate payrolls. Like, if you chop half of them.
1: Yeah, but the reason why you're making more money, the <laughs> uh, reason why you're uh, spending more money is because, one, you're doing all these shows on the New Japan side to break even on the New Japan front. While Stardom, because they do smaller venues and they sell way more merch because they have horny a lot of horny men that will spend money on these women i don't think you can replicate that today that, to that extent if you put them in new japan pro wrestling because they didn't like those people that are spending that amount of money on merch they're 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 not new japan fans i don't think mm. and even if they were and even if they were they already watched both so like the so the idea really, if you're trying to make uh profit off of that, then it'd be like do smaller venues for New Japan. It wouldn't be to like put the uh the women like on all these New Japan shows, thinking that like it's going to like.
0: I, I'm way down uh... the road on that, but like, like I don't know. I just I just see this whole thing, and I don't know. I'm just I see pre- predatory tactics like often and just but reading yeah. about the history of wrestling. I know Japan's different but like mm-hmm. I don't put it past New Japan with them like with that with that uh press conference looking to shake things up and, and do different things. Like I feel like they're in the we'll try anything mode.
1: I, I just think that it wouldn't work. I just I just think that like it wouldn't work. Like I, I I I don't know why if you're a New Japan fan that doesn't watch Stardom, like why you would care or why this would make you like want to continue being a customer. Not to say that the women aren't great wrestlers, they are, but it's like, okay. Like if I wanted to watch this, I could have watched this. I see them every year at Wrestle Kingdom.
0: I don't care. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. Something to think about. So we'll monitor the story as it keeps going.
1: Yeah, uh, but that's the end of the show. Be thank uh thanks for listening, y'all. Um if you're watching from the stream, go to the Cash App, go to the PayPal. If you are listening from the stream, go to our word circle in the um, in the show links and uh, drop us off a donation. Be sure to listen to the other shows on the network, besides one nation radio, keeping it a strong style, the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Man Watches Shit, uh the Grave Consequences Podcast, 8 Bit Suplex, all things elite. Great Mass Generator, get in the ring, meet the press slam, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.